This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, it's The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine. A pleasure to be with you on this Thursday already. Just two more weeks to Hawaii. Hawaii. Bye-bye. Uh, don't forget, we'll be off the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's November 2nd. Deal with it. Uh, Jake is sick today, so he'll be out. Uh, I'll be hosting the show uh, by myself uh, when we talk about uh, the newest details on the Michigan cheating scandal. Uh, is tomorrow D-Day for Jim Harbaugh? We have details on that. Troy Taylor, uh, the head football coach at Stanford, uh, dropped by the show earlier this afternoon. We have his thoughts on Jim Harbaugh. Uh, there is a situation with Mike Gundy and Trace Ford that we've got to talk about. Bedlam this weekend, Bama LSU this weekend. Why didn't CBS keep the SEC? And it's all brought to you by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, you guys. Uh, I say it every day, and I hope you take me seriously. In most parts of this here lower 48 United States of America, uh, it is going to start raining and snowing and sleeting and icing. And you have to be prepared for winter driving. And if you get hit by somebody that's going too fast, is distracted, doesn't have the right tires on their car, maybe their tires are bald. Maybe they didn't keep their car in shape. You should not have to deal with that. You didn't deserve that accident, but you do deserve an advocate. At theadvocates.com, do not wait. You have nothing to lose because you never pay a penny to talk to one of the best injury attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com where you can chat with a lawyer for free 24-7. Jake, how are we feeling today? You know, a little nasally, a little nasally, a little nasally. So you're sick. Did you tell me that yesterday? No, because I didn't think I was sick yesterday. Oh, uh-huh. Hey, the uh, coronavirus. Jake tells me this morning, hey, man, I'm not feeling no, good. No, it was last night. I, was I, last took some, night. I took some Dayquil and some simple? vitamin C yesterday morning, but I didn't think to tell anybody that. Because, I, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You, I mean, you're fat. If you get sick, it's fine. So, you know, we're going to have to have this out on the show today. Fat! We are going to have to have this out on the show today. But... What we have to have out on the show today, as always, it seems like, if it's not one story, it's another mm -hmm. in college football. But there are new details on the Michigan cheating scandal, and this one's a big one. Pete Thamel at ESPN is reporting that the head football coaches had their regular meeting with Tony Petiti, uh, the commissioner of the Big Ten. After all the regular business was done, they booted Jim Harbaugh off that call and spent an hour having a bitching and moaning session about sign-stealing and cheating in the Big Ten. Pete Thamel reporting on that call that a majority of the coaches want Jim Harbaugh suspended. And the overwhelming question, as we told you earlier this week, what are you waiting for? It seems to be the number one question in Big Ten land. We did some digging with our sources this afternoon, and we're told that Tony Petiti is seriously considering suspending Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he has a few more phone calls around the conference this afternoon. He is going to talk to a group of presidents in the Big Ten this afternoon. He is going to talk to all of the athletic directors in the Big Ten this afternoon. 
and then he will be in Ann Arbor tomorrow. Now he will be there, I am told, uh, and I believe the Athletic or Fox Sports is reporting it is for the uh, lacrosse championships of the Big Ten, but he will meet in person with Michigan administration tomorrow in Ann Arbor, and it is expected that Jim Harbaugh will be suspended tomorrow. Now, I should tell you point blank, I'm not convinced that's going to happen. I am being told that. Uh, there is given serious consideration to suspending Jim Harbaugh, but my feeling is if the athletic directors and presidents in the Big Ten do not back that, I don't believe that Tony Petiti can act on his own and do that. I believe, though, and I was told this afternoon that athletic directors do, in fact, support the suspension of Jim Harbaugh pending the outcome of this investigation. And one of the words that I think we've talked a lot about this week in the last several weeks since this Michigan sign-stealing scandal broke is that the integrity of the college football playoff is something these ADs, and there's a lot of Big Ten personnel involved in the college football playoffs, they take it very seriously. And I think Jim Harbaugh, one of the things that he has done very clearly is he has worn out his welcome in the Big Ten. He may be comfortable at Michigan. He is not at all welcome around the Big Ten. That much is very clear. And there is belief around college football that Jim Harbaugh will be suspended tomorrow by Tony Petiti in Ann Arbor. And it, I don't know if it is coincidental. I don't know if it just happened to work out that way that Tony Petiti will be in Ann Arbor tomorrow on NCAA Business. And I am told unequivocally he will meet with the administrators at Michigan. Jake, do you believe that Jim Harbaugh will be suspended tomorrow? Uh, I think there's a chance. I think it depends what the Michigan administration says. I, I, I And this has kind of been the conversation. I, I, you know, we haven't seen a suspension because I don't think Petiti and the Michigan administration have gotten together and sort of decided what the best route forward is. That's taken some time. And I do think that Commissioner Petiti uh, was obviously always going to go through a due diligence period and understand the facts that he has and the evidence he has and understand exactly what went on here, you know? And, and, and I think that that process has finished and now he, that's why he's coming to Ann Arbor. Now, do I believe that he's coming to Ann Arbor for some lacrosse tournament? I don't believe that for a second. I think that's a cover. I think that you just look, you were like, Hey, uh, yeah, hey, uh, what athletic events do we have this weekend in Ann Arbor? Well, you know, Tone, we got a we got a lacrosse tournament. Okay, great. That's why I'm going to Ann Arbor. I mean, that's what it feels like to me. And maybe I'm wrong. That's just my opinion. But that's what it feels like. And I think ultimately uh, for Jim in this suspension, I really do think it comes down to what the Michigan administration says. If the Michigan administration wants to fight and not, you know, cooperate to the fullest, yeah, I think you've got a suspension coming. And honestly, it's probably you have a suspension coming either way. Yes. It just depends on what, you know, how stiff that suspension is going to be based on how you react. So, yeah, I guess I do think he'll get suspended, but I I, I think the severity of that suspension largely is held within those conversations. I, I, I would doubt that Petiti's already got his mind made up as to what he'd like to do. I, I think commissioners, generally speaking, like to talk to as many people as possible. So you feel like, <clears throat> as I do, I feel like the conversations that Tony Petiti is having today, uh, again, we were told by sources close to the, the situation that Tony Petiti is going to meet with presidents and with athletic directors by conference call today. And he will arrive in Ann Arbor 
uh, later tonight. And then tomorrow morning, he is supposed to first thing meet with the administration in Michigan. Um, I think it is absolutely, I mean, it makes total sense to me that this is how this process has played out. I think Tony Petiti, from everything that I've been told by people who know Tony and have worked with him in the TV industry, he's very pragmatic. He is very systematic. He's a guy who likes to go through a process. And I don't think there's any doubt the evidence is heavily against Jim Harbaugh in Michigan here. I think one of the things I was told again today is this is a cumulative issue. It's not just sign stealing. It's not just the COVID dark period. This FBI investigation is weighing heavily on everybody in the Big Ten, I'm told. Everybody is paying attention to that because there is no clear you know, evidence or understanding, maybe is the better word, as to what Matt Weiss was doing to commit computer crimes with multiple victims across state lines, allegedly. But we do know that the FBI has been involved for over a month. Uh, Michigan police, uh, campus police have confirmed that they've been on campus. I mean, this is something that is adding up. And then Jake found this story this morning from mm -hmm. the comeback that I think is wild. And when we talk about a cumulative effect, I want you to understand every single day for the last two weeks, a new detail has come out. Yeah. Whether it's where's Waldo Stallions, um, who paid for what, where's Jim Harbaugh's mom eating breakfast today. Every day, something new has come out. But it is very difficult to overlook headlines like this. A Michigan football staffer reportedly fired for attempting to meet an underage girl this past September. Yeah, you know, so so uh, uh, a video was made available to Michigan uh, of a staffer um, named Alex Hood who who was being described as a low-level staffer. And Alex is on video purchasing liquor ahead of what he thought was a meeting with an underage girl. Uh, you know, the video in question is 10 minutes long and shows a man in a Michigan football sweatshirt holding a bottle of liquor, being approached by two men who are not the, not the police, confronting him about his alleged attempt to meet up with a 13-year-old girl. So this, so this dude's on video uh, in Michigan attire, once again, uh, doing something nefarious, once again. So there's not much more other than this, the, this comeback article on this right now. Uh, it's not really blown up yet, but I think that this is another detail, another layer, if you will, to the onion. It's another of Michigan. incident. Yeah, it is another incident. We 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 talk all about. Well, hey, Jim Harbaugh, this great coach who you know he's assembled this staff and they're going to win. Well, apparently he didn't assemble the brightest you know bulbs in the bunch to make his football operation run. And you look at the way that Connor Stallions went about his business. You look at this new situation with, you know, a, a Connor Hansen style takedown of a football staffer who was purchasing alcohol, um, who allegedly was going to meet up with an underage girl. The FBI, uh, level one and level two violations, a cheating scandal. I mean, the list is going in the wrong direction. Yeah, the it's the mounting. The list of scandals is getting longer. And we joke, but Jim Harbaugh is proving himself to not be a good maker of men. You have a guy here who, wearing Michigan football gear, bought alcohol 
and was allegedly going to meet with an underage girl. 13 years old. A 13-year-old girl. Yeah. And this is the guy you hired? Like, where are your where are your hiring standards? And again, I just want to point this out for timeline purposes. This video is made available to Michigan September 29th. And there's not a specific date as to when this Alex cat was released from the program, but it was earlier this fall, is what they're saying. So recently. I mean, it, this is this honestly, this is this is wild. Yeah. And I, I just don't, I will go back and ask every Michigan fan, every Michigan alum, everybody in the comments section for weeks now who's been telling me that I'm biased and that I don't know what I'm talking about and this is all made up. And how do you just keep ignoring this stuff? How do you keep ignoring that he's got potential pedophiles on his staff? How do you keep ignoring the level one and the level two violations? The FBI's in your, in your football office for over a month. Um, you have this, this Connor Stallions, anybody see the video of Connor Stallions on the, the central Michigan sideline. There's an update on that video too. Uh, everybody was talking about these Ray-Ban glasses, right? And the Ray-Ban glasses, I showed Mrs. Monty this last night. She said, she doesn't believe that that's it. I'm for real. Ray-Ban makes a pair of glasses with two lenses and a blue light in it. Right. And if you you look at this video, just watch the blue light turn on. Ding. Like it's to my eyes, it looks like a blue light turns yeah, on. Yeah, that looks that looks about as real as it gets to me. I mean, I I would doubt it more if it was more on the lens, but it's not. It's right where it should be. It's on the frame. Yeah, it's on the frame. I I, I just don't know, Michigan fan. How do you ignore this stuff? And I I'll I'll keep asking the question. Don't you deserve better than this? Doesn't Michigan football deserve better than Jim Harbaugh? And I guess the answer is no, because the overwhelming majority of Michigan football fans are, are standing and fighting to defend Jim Harbaugh, and I don't get it. This is not, you know, we joke, this is not a witch hunt. You brought these people into your program knowingly. You, you brought in a guy that bought alcohol and had the purpose of meeting a 13-year-old girl. I want the best people. While wearing a Michigan football sweatshirt. Connor Stallions. Uh, like, okay, Matt Weiss. Like the list of degenerate operators in your, in your program getting longer. And then there's Jim Harbaugh, who I guess we just shouldn't expect better from because Jim's the guy that's got level one violations for lying to and not cooperating with the, the NCAA committee on infractions who he was in front of because he broke the COVID dark period recruiting rules by meeting with kids in person, watching workouts over phones. I, I mean, what are, what are we even talking about? Like I, you're, you're, you're charged with overworking your coaches. And on that whole thing, you took a, a self-imposed three game rip. So you've essentially admitted you did that. Yes. So you're not the best person for the job. You don't hire the best people for the job. And Michigan football deserves better than this. Best. Every single day, we get a new report about something Michigan football employee X did. Today, it's alcohol and a 13-year-old girl. I, I, I just don't, what, like, what else could, there, come on, there, it can't get worse than this. <laughs> it can't get, we're talking about, we're talking about felonies and the FBI 
And then you add the alcohol on the 13-year-old girl. Because it's illegal. Like, if this is wild to me. Yeah, it's a, a crazy extension of rule-breaking, law-breaking. Like, wild. Because cheating in college football isn't like felony charges, right? I mean, you're going to get you know, suspended, fine, disciplined. Okay, cool. You're not going to jail because you were signed stealing no, illegally. But we talked to Troy Taylor, the head football coach at Stanford this afternoon. That interview in its entirety is on the channel. Please go and find it. Um, and he talked about what, what is the advantage that you get from having the signs and the information that, that Jim Bob Harbaugh is alleged to have had. It's massive. You know, um, as you know, I mean, uh, this level of college football in the NFL is so competitive. There's so much pressure to win and be successful. Um, it's, it's, you can't kid yourself knowing, knowing the protection, knowing the defensive calls is a massive, massive advantage. And I think when you don't do anything about it, what you're doing is you're rewarding people that cheat. And that's what we're trying to avoid. Uh, most people don't cheat. They, they play it honestly. So I am all up for improving the technology um, and trying to eliminate that aspect because the great majority of uh, college football programs don't, don't cheat. And we don't want to reward people that do. Wow. I, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Go watch the entire interview with Stanford football coach Troy Taylor on the channel right now uh, here on the Monty Show. But I think it, by not punishing Jim Harbaugh, I'm with Troy Taylor here. By not punishing Jim Harbaugh, aren't you rewarding somebody that is admittedly a cheater? Yeah, I mean, you're setting precedent. So as I've always maintained with Jim Harbaugh from the beginning, Jim is a brazen individual. Jim is Jim's whole strategy here is, hey, even if they catch us, what are they going to do? Okay, well... The more you F around, the more you find out. And right? he's going to find out. But the problem with that is, is that the next person that decides to do it, whether that's Jim or someone else, now understands, okay, well, Jim did this. So if we do that same thing, we can expect the same punishment. But what about if we did this, but we just did a little better than Jim and nobody ever caught us? That's what we're talking about here. So, so it doesn't surprise me that today we see reports about, you know, all the coaches in the Big Ten want discipline for Jim Harbaugh now. They want a suspension. They want it to be handled now because ultimately every result that that team plays in is going to come into question and uh, for the rest of the season. I I don't know how it couldn't. So to me, I I just think that that Jim Harbaugh is is someone who who does not think that discipline will catch up to him and thought that hey if I take a three game suspension that's self imposed this whole thing will go away. But I have to wonder, when you did that, did you know about the FBI thing? Exactly right. Right? When exactly you, when, right. When, when you did that, did you know that this Alex Yudcat that was going out to meet a 13-year-old girl allegedly. Had, allegedly had those tendencies? Did you know that? I mean, that's what I wonder about this situation. What If you're Jim in the day-to-day -day and you're sitting in your office looking at your big board of your program, and you're sitting there like, dude, how can we get an advantage? You really tell me you didn't know you were already being did, looked did into? We did, bro, this is Chris Hansen at Michigan. Yeah. Like this is, I can't fathom this, that Michigan has sunk to this level. I, I can't fathom it. And I don't mean to be redundant, and I'm not trying to say the same thing over and over again. Why are you defending this prick? That's what I don't understand. What is it? that Jim Harbaugh represents to you that you can't get with a hundred other more qualified guys. What is it? 
I, I don't understand. It, this was the Urban Meyer argument. But hey, right? what's the when, difference? When his podcast host, wide receiver coach, was uh, in a, the middle of a domestic violence firestorm. What are you hanging on to with Urban Meyer? With Like, I had this conversation. I, I vividly remember that. Having this conversation every single day on my radio show, talking about what are you hanging on to with Urban Meyer? What is it he does that you can't replace? Nothing. Look what he turned into at Jacksonville. Do you really think Jim Harbaugh, by the way now, do you really think Jim Harbaugh is getting a job in the NFL? Do you really think the Raiders or Bears are going to hire him straight out the gate? No. Because I got news for you. I don't think they are. I, I maintain that the only thing that Urban has on Jim is Urban's got natties. And Urban can say to you, hey, I'll take your program to a national championship and win at the college level. At the NFL level, different story, obviously. But at the college level, yeah, Urban can walk into a room and say that. And everybody knows what it but, is. Hey, it, you're, you know. But it, I, to me, this is... It, it's no different than Joe Paterno. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. listen, Joe Paterno's crimes are on another level. Oh, wait, they're not. It's exactly what this Michigan staffer is accused of doing. So is that really who Michigan is? Is that really who Michigan is? Now, they, they terminated this cat or did whatever they did with him the mm -hmm. moment that they found the video, which is great. That's exactly what you should have done. But how did you not know that was in your building? Yeah, and what's really interesting is there's no report uh, of crime in the court system in, in Michigan about this. So Michigan did something about it. I mean, they, they got this hand, they got, they got to tie it off pretty quick. And, and I don't, I, I, I will again say, yes, I agree. Urban Meyer won rings. That does not, that does not dismiss or make it okay to handle the domestic violence incidents to no i don't think it makes all it the okay. florida stuff yeah. before that the ohio state stuff we're so willing as sports fans to overlook debauchery and a a straight absence of morality because urban meyer wins but my point just okay with it well this but that's my thing with michigan fan jim doesn't win and jim's yeah. cheating and still doesn't win so so when you say hey what's the difference between urban and jim well Urban obviously has a much larger track record at the college level of doing heinous things inside his program. We, we know that. And he's a despicable human being. You can't have allegations of domestic violence against anybody in your program. No way. Right? And, and I hate the way they handled that. I hate the way they handled that. You can't have a guy buying alcohol for the purpose of meeting a 13-year-old girl. And then that same dude, uh, you know, allegedly in the video says that he was unaware the girl was 13 years old. Come on, man. That's what and, they all say, dude. And that's less than a year after a guy got canned because he allegedly committed computer crimes across state lines with multiple victims. Mm. It's amazing to me. It is um, It is amazing to me. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't guess, Hugh Johnson. Yes, you're on campus with thousands of alcoholic 18-year-old co-eds who are of a legal age, who are over 18, right? And I would hope that they would be over 21 if you're buying them alcohol. But you can't work for us, dude. And at least they got rid of him the moment the video came out. Yeah. But how did you not know? How did you not know? Yeah. How, how, how did you hang on to Zach Smith for so long and fight for him? Even the 
the appearance of, of domestic violence should have been like, yeah, mm, can't. And it wasn't his first incident. Yeah, mm, can't do it. But you did. I don't understand why we fight for these clowns. I truly don't understand it. I, I really don't. I don't get it. I want to. And I, I truly, I don't understand it. Uh, all right. Less of us, more of you. What are your thoughts on this? So if you're just tuning in, I see a bunch of people joining the show. Um, here are the latest details uh, on the Michigan uh, cheating scandal. Uh, according to ESPN, Pete Thamel, um, Big Ten coaches want the conference to take action against Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. On a conference call today with all of the coaches in the conference that included Jim Harbaugh uh, to conduct regular business, they then asked Jim Harbaugh to get off the call. I'm told that was incredibly awkward. Um, he did not want to get off the call, but they asked him to get off the call. He hung up the phone. And then for the next hour in change, the coaches in the Big Ten made the case to immediately take action against Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Um, and the, the thing that is really interesting is they, they continue to ask Tony Petiti, what are you waiting for? We know what he did. We know what Michigan did. We know what Jim Harbaugh did. What are you waiting for? That was the continued overtone of the meeting I am told. And it was a impassioned plea to take action against Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Now, I was also told that Tony Petiti also has a call with presidents and athletic directors in the conference today. And then tomorrow he will be in Ann Arbor for an NCAA championship event, but he is scheduled tomorrow morning to meet with Michigan administration. And there is significant rumblings that Tony Petiti will suspend Jim Harbaugh uh, tomorrow morning at Michigan. I think it is the likely outcome. I think this call with athletic directors is incredibly important. Tony Petiti is a new commissioner. Tony Petiti is less than a year on the job. And I think Tony Petiti wants to make sure he's got all his ducks in a row, which means the presidents and athletic directors and coaches behind him. And I think that tells you the gravity of the situation that this Michigan cheating scandal is. And I think a lot of people want to blow this off and say it's nothing. It's not nothing. It's massive news. Thanks. It is in everybody's athletic department. Again, I played the clip earlier. The entire interviews on the channel. Troy Taylor at Stanford today told us straight up, we cannot uh, a, a reward cheaters. And if you don't punish cheaters, you're rewarding them. And I agree with that sentiment 100%. I think, I think that, I, I think most people agree with that sentiment 100%. Um, and then there is this situation that we've been describing with a Michigan staffer, according to the comeback.com. Uh, and I know his name. I'm not going to continue to roll it out there, to be honest with you, because I just don't care. But a Michigan staffer um, was caught on video uh, buying alcohol with the intention of meeting an underage girl who was 13 years old. Uh, he was immediately fired when Michigan got the video, according to the comeback.com. Uh, but also he said he had no idea the girl was 13. And again, this is the parallel to Zach Smith at Ohio State. It doesn't matter what you what you say at this point. There are serious allegations against you. Anybody that would find themselves in the middle of that situation, guilty or innocent, yeah, we can't have you around the program. Agreed. And I think Michigan acted acted very, very pragmatically there because you cannot have you cannot have that around your program. Because 
whether he's guilty or innocent, everybody there is going to look at him differently and treat him differently. And the outside perception of a brand like Michigan can never be at risk. So I think they handled it well. Um, all right. It's that time of day where we pull out the buckshot. Now, look at Jakey Tools like snotting from every one of them. Here I am. Jake's a little under the weather today. Right. Did, did he tell me that he was feeling not well yesterday? No, he didn't. He just hung out and sneezed and coughed everywhere. And then this morning texted me and said, hey, I don't it was feel actually so good. last night, okay? Same thing. No, not um, the same thing. You know, those of us that don't sleep are vampires. Morning and night run together. But Jake right. texted me last night and said, I'm not feeling good. Taking That's right, some, You know, I'm going to crack out on NyQuil and vitamin C packets and hopefully feel better tomorrow. Yeah. Did it get better tomorrow? Uh, Which is today right now? Just a touch, not no, really. It, it didn't. It got worse. Um, that's why you have buckshot from bucked up. Now I'll tell you, this is 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine. You guys, a bunch of brain food. When you don't feel great, maybe you're a little woozy. That's exactly what buckshot's for. Take it in the morning, take it in the afternoon. It gives you the opportunity to have your best day every day. So cheers to you friends. Mm -mm -mm. When it's cold, it's the best. Put it in the fridge. Um, I also want to tell you, and our, our folks in the members-only program already have the link, uh, on the 14th of November, Bucked Up is having everything 50% off. So because, you know, you're friends with Uncle Monty. Yeah. Hey, Monty. I'm going to give you that link coming up on the show. Uh, you have to pre-register for it. So starting next week, I'm going to put that in the description so that you can get everything at buckedup.com 50% off. But you guys, in the description below... Click the link. Go get six free buck shots so you know exactly how awesome the awesomeness is. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show by using the promo Monty to get 20% off at checkout. Bucked up, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. I'm nervous to get into the comments today because it's been kind of the wild, wild west in the comments. Yeah, section. is Buckeye fan here today? Uh, he, you, Well, you know. Hugh Johnson. Um... I mean, okay. Hugh Janus. Um, if Michigan has to vacate the 22 Big Ten championship, I doubt that'll happen. Uh, does that make Purdue the 22 Big Ten champs boiler up? Uh, you'd have to ask Drew Brees, but my feeling is they're not going to have to vacate that championship. If you ain't first, you're last. I think people in this conference are very reticent to go backward. Yeah. I think they are happy to keep Jim Harbaugh and Michigan out of the college football playoff out of the Big Ten Championship, which is what I am told the aim is. And obviously, it's two-sided. Hey, if Michigan's out of the equation for the Big Ten Championship, that opens the door. You know, specifically, Penn State's probably in a much better place there. But if you if you do some math here, the only way to punish Michigan is to reach into their pocket. Keep them out of the Big Ten Championship. Keep them out of the college football playoff. Suspend Jim Harbaugh. And let's go about our business. I think that's what I'm told the majority of people uh, on that coach's call wanted. Uh, and I think athletic directors are going to echo that because there's nobody in college football who likes what Jim Harbaugh did. Agreed. And frankly, I don't know that there's anybody in college football who likes Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Aaron Wilson gifts a membership. Let's go, Aaron. Let's go, Aaron. Good to see you. Bill G gifted five memberships. Let's go. Brandon Butler gifted 10 memberships. Let's go, baby. Let's go. 16 new members on the show today. Love it. You guys appreciate you. 
Brandon Butler for two more dollars. When do we get a to catch up a Wolverine show? Whatever. Exactly. We how come we don't have a Chris Hansen drop? Yeah, I'll get it tomorrow. How come? That's why? My oh, bad, dude. I'm not feeling good. Yeah. I'm under the weather. I got snots yeah, all up. I got snots all up in the face and stuff, man. Cut me some slack, bro. I mean, you know. <clears throat> Here snap, I am. Snap coming out of every orifice. Yeah. Um, uh, I agree with what Hugh Johnson said there. Brian Legree. How would they uh, know, though? $2. How would they know what? Uh, Lance Johnson for $5. Why wouldn't they say it straight up with him on? Now that would have been a uh, funny, awkward. Well, because I think people, if Jim Harbaugh is on that call, they're not going to speak freely. No. They're not. So I think that would have been gangster. There are no Oregon or Washington. Now, you know. Yeah. Uh, Hellabilly, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Northwestern, and the Ohio State make the Big Ten look bad. I think the scandals at, uh, at Ohio State have not been good. Whatever is going on at Michigan State, bros, you got to get your ethical compass checked, fixed. It's been. Like Michigan it's not the State, iPhone's fault, Slick. Michigan State is horrendous. I'm not willing to go all in on Northwestern now. The the male nudity car wash thing um, in the locker room, Stay hard. probably not your best look. Yeah. But they fired Pat Fitzgerald for it. Like, I mean, I think they're doing what they know how to do. Mm -hmm. That doesn't excuse the behavior. Yeah. And it does not excuse the behavior. You orchestrated a free pass for him. Absolutely. So, I mean, that that's that's just my opinion. But, you know, I could be wrong. Let's uh, – who was first in today? Let's go all the way. I always like to mention the people who get in first because I really appreciate you guys hitting the like button on the show. That helps the channel grow. My God, we have a lot of comments today. Um, I, I tried. Boyd Lake uh said i can't imagine how you don't suspend harbaugh at this point it's a big problem if you don't uh if you're the big 10 i think it's a huge problem if yeah. you don't i think a huge problem uh west virginia guy 56 michigan can have neil brown <laughs> <laughs> yeah take him <laughs> it's a pretty big weekend for for good old neil uh salty drunk likewise lois Lois Lane. Yeah, who the hell is Lois? Salty, good to see you. A lot of NBA today on the show. Um, John says, the more I think about it, the more I think it's only a matter of time before Michigan gets hit with a lack of institutional control. Have to. And I'm pretty sure that's entirely based on my hatred of Michigan. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt it's only a matter of time. Capazzo in the Jeezy, 70 degrees and sunny in the Jeezy. Great day for golf. Yeah, we played a little golf this morning. Yeah. Kick Jake's ass in the, in the uh, 60 degree uh, chipping competition. Yeah, we'll see about that tomorrow. Uh, West Virginia guy says, Merry Christmas. Dakota Tubbs says, Hey, Jake. Uh, Aaron Wilson says, That's AI, Jake. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, grad Slacker, how do I join the Insta group? You hit join and then you subscribe to the members only uh, content level for $9.99 a month. Then you DM Sicko over here. Yeah, Sicko. SLC Jake on Instagram. Uh, and he will plug you into the group once you subscribe. And no, I won't get you sick. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Texas Tech moving to Adidas. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Are they really moving to an Adidas school? It's fitting for their record. I'm actually a little surprised by that. Uh, Cougar Tracks, the show can't go on without Jake. Never. You know. Uh, Boyd Lake, guys, 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 NFL music in 46 minutes. <laughs> we do have Thursday night football to talk about. 
Uh, Aaron Wilson says, Jake, blink three times if it's the thing that Jim Harbaugh recruited during. Uh, I can't do that. Dude. Did you get the tested? coronavirus? Did you get tested? No. Are you going to get tested? Uh, no, I'm going to get a vaccine. <laughs> you did not take a COVID test. No. God damn it. Oh. Do you guys see what I deal with? What do you want me to do? What do you, do you want me to do? Take do you, a COVID okay, test. So here we go. Here we go. Let me, let me, let me, let me play this out the way Jim plays it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, guys. Yep. We're going to get a test. All right. Cool. Hey. All right. Sicko. Radioactive. Can't do the show. Yeah. That's not really an option, dude. So. What? I can, I can have Aaron Wilson fill in for you. <laughs> I don't need a tortilla in my chair. I could have Salty Drunk fill in for you. Again. I could have the title lady down the hall fill in for you. Well, that's different. That is different. You know. Uh, Kyle Collier. Has anyone seen Greg Schiano at halftime of the Michigan game last year? Yes. Talk about uh, it indirectly. If not, go watch. Yeah, we played it on the show. It was pretty amazing. Um, you know, it just, it just is what it is. Uh, Chris Weaver. I was told you play very little golf, most of it hacking weeds in the rough. Well, you know. Just because I'm a, a a nine handicap, I'm in the rough all the time. Mm. You know, no, I'm not. Uh, Jim R says poor microphone. What did I tell you before the yeah, show? That is what it is, dude. You got to get you got to get sick once a year. Got to disinfect the microphone. Right. Get, get tested. Tanner Plummer looks like Jake blinked three times. No, I didn't. Maybe. No. Uh, OG Gary, I can fill in for Jake. See, there's tons of people dude, who can replace you. None of you, you, none of you hacks are me. Okay, don't, don't, don't try to pretend like you got the handle on <laughs> none, 600 drops. Like none don't try of to you pretend, hacks. Don't try to pretend like you can roll up sounding the way I do today and still do a great showroom. Come on now, Hero seventy five for ten dollars. My friend who is a Michigan fan is convinced that the Big Ten NCAA will bribe the refs to make Michigan lose. He is crazy in my view, but that's how far some Michigan fans will go to defend Michigan. Program. I don't think it, you cannot win under this amount of pressure. No. The 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 pressure mounting on Jim Harbaugh in Michigan is significant. Hey, you know how much pressure there is to win right now? If you start losing right now, do you know how bad that would look? Oh, well, you guys stopped cheating. Now you suck. Don't have their signals, so you can't win. Right? Like, you need to win ball games right now. I, is Michigan legitimately good, or is it because they're sign stealing? Oh, I think they're... they're. I'm not convinced they're a college football playoff team good. I think they're top 10 in the country good, though. I think their defense is very good, but I don't think it's as good as the metrics show because they know exactly what playing formation is coming. Yeah. Makes it a little easier to look very good on the field. Yeah. And it's the one thing I say about Ryan Day. And again, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I, I Everybody's been like, oh, wow, look at this guy. It's a show. He's Ohio State fan. Why? Notre Dame, our mother. I'm not an yeah, Ohio State fan. I thought State based fan. on the shirt today, you were a Michigan fan. So, you know, I just couldn't. I'm not even wearing Michigan. Color. Hey, you got blue on. What does that got to do with the price of tea in that's, Ann Arbor? That's their main color. No, this is royal. Okay, wow, well, you're a BYU fan. No. You're dying Mormon. I'm an Air right. Force fan. Oh, an Air Force fan. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's what it is. But I love that everybody, like the last three, oh, you're an Ohio State fan. No, I'm not. I just don't have a dog in the fight. So I can say, <laughs> I can say nice things about Ohio State and I the. can say the truth about Michigan. And it's completely legit. And I don't have to make up lies and tell stories to get people to listen to my podcast that isn't a podcast. A podcast. Yeah. So we don't have to make up stories about, no, I'm not doing don't it. Do today. it. Don't I'm do it. Don't do it. Today. Don't. Uh, Cleveland Rocks. Browns have tanking Cardinals and Bears at New Orleans. Okay. 
Browns have taken Cardinals and Bears. To, I don't know what you mean. I think the, that means tanking. The Browns have tanking Cardinals and Bears to New Orleans. Two N O. I don't know. At Cleveland Rocks, you're my guy and everything. But uh, let's see. Brano two times. I've heard that about you. Uh, ND fans hate Michigan too. Same difference. I don't hate Michigan. I don't like Michigan. When Michigan's good, it's better for football and basketball. Oh, there's I would no just question. point that out. And Michigan basketball is actually very good right now. Yeah. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Monty is a Duke fan. He's wearing blue and really smart. I'm actually. <laughs> oh, you Cooper flag. Uh, 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 the funny part about that statement is I'm actually a North Carolina fan. I grew up in Chicago. I love Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. So I'm a North Carolina fan. Roy Williams. You know, it just it just is what it. I I think what's really interesting is, and I I, I I'll just keep going back to this until they whack Jim Harbaugh and we get real fan meltdown. I, who's the like if you take Jim Harbaugh out of the equation, who is the dirtbag loser coach in sports? Uh there's not really one right now. I mean, a lot of people would say Belichick. Yeah, but, but he's not really a dirtbag. He's just an old head that is a Hall of Famer that needs to figure it out. I mean, dirtbag, probably Michael well, Bidwell right now. His cheating and you know, there's only you racial know. undertones in your front office in Arizona. Like, that's a pretty shady guy. Like, the problem is, or not the problem, it's really a good thing. The 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 son, former Suns owner got run out of that town. The commander's got a new owner. Like, you know, so some of this stuff is weeding itself out. Yeah. You know, so we're kind of cleaning Ooh. the house a little bit. Bobby Petrino, yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Bobby Petrino. I, 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 yeah. It's... Rick Petino. Rick Patino, the Johnnies, that's a good one. Yeah. John Calipari. Bill, certainly. Bill Self. Certainly. Come on, dude. Come you know, on. There's a Bill lot of them. Bill Self, holier than thou. There's a lot of them in basketball. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of them in football. We just, they haven't gotten caught yet. Herm, before he got let go. Well, I mean, we but played. But that was recruited. And we played to win the game. Yeah. Let's be honest about it. I knew uh, today would be shitty. Yeah, Kenny. Uh, Jake does a good job. He'll suck it up and soldier through. You just watch him. Yeah, you're damn right. Thank you, boy. Appreciate yeah. you, dude. Yeah. SEO, SEO king of, uh, the, of the world. The world and the planet and stuff. And stuff. Speaking of the Big Ten real quick, did you guys see that the uh, Big Ten schedule for next year was released? The schedule. And I think it's pretty spectacular. Here it is right here. Now, first of all, aesthetically speaking, this is pretty nice. I have to give them credit Much better graphic than the Big 12. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. But did anybody see USC's schedule? Lincoln. Okay, so... You open up conference play on September 21st against Michigan. I like it. Okay, and that's an away game, right? Cheaters get the, the yeah. rule of the roost. <coughs> uh, Wisconsin at Minnesota, Penn State at home. Uh, that's two losses right there. Maryland. No, they're going to be Penn State. Mm. Uh, at, at the Coliseum, please. Dude, I'm not putting anything past USC, bro. Bro, James Franklin is not good. Did you see... He's oh, a, my God, he's they're going to bro, bro, he's going to the shoe and winning. Remember your <laughs> argument on that? Oh, Jake does such a great job. Oh, my God, Jake is the greatest co-host ever. Yeah, remember when he was talking about how Penn State and the Pedos were going over to the shoe and they were going to kick the crap out of... Hold on, hold they were going to kick the crap out of Christopher I, I, Day, the I, I, guy who outed bro, Michigan bro, football. Bro, I thought you said Penn State and the Pedos. Yeah, they shouldn't have a football program. Bro. Or any... They should... Dude. No. The Sanduskies? Yeah. Dude. I'm never getting over it. I'm never, and I tell every time the Penn State fan grows a set and decides to watch the show, the CAC, and then they hear about it. <laughs> 
because I'm never getting over it. Anyway, not the point. SC got a free pass. Yeah, they did. SC they got did. a free pass, dude. <laughs> like Nebraska at home, their toughest game is their already known foes, Washington on the road. Hey, quick question. When does Nebraska and Wisconsin get it going? Uh, when, not, when when do the boys actually figure it out? Um, I don't know, but they play uh, about a year from now uh, at uh, in Lincoln. But I'm but just it, saying, like Matt Rule and, and Luke Fickle need to figure this thing out. Like, look at look at Oregon's schedule. Yeah, at UCLA, Michigan State, Ohio State at home, Purdue on the road, Illinois at home, Michigan on the road, Maryland at home, Wisco bye week, Washington. That's not exactly a free pass. No. Washington on the second from the right. Northwestern, Rutgers, Michigan at Husky Stadium, I would mind you. Um, Iowa open. Indiana, SC at home. Penn State, Happy Valley. UCLA at home open. And then Oregon. That's not the most difficult schedule in the world. Uh And then you go all the way over to Illinois. (laughs) They're they're at Nebraska, at Penn State, Purdue, Michigan, at Oregon, Minnesota bye week, Michigan State, Rutgers, Northwestern. You're so fucked. They're going to finish the year on a four-game winning streak, and they're going to start the year winning three of four. They're going to win seven games next year in Champaign. Some of these schedules are wild. Yeah. And then there's the. 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 Ohio State. Yeah. Michigan State. Iowa at Oregon open Nebraska Penn State Purdue boiler boiler up bro oh yeah boiler up uh Northwestern Indiana and then they finish at Michigan yeah there's some there's some hand in handing out a schedule you you see how much better the Big Ten looks with these four new teams bro right but here's here's my other question who's got the cojones cojones. to schedule non-conference Who's who's going to come out and who in the Big Ten, because we talked about this with the Big 12, but who in the Big Ten is going to have the cojones to schedule non-conference games? Well, we know Ohio State does it. Yeah. Right? We know that. I mean, again, the Notre Dame game. Going forward, I want to know who's going to have the – when are we when are we going to get some really good – I mean, if I'm Oregon, I'm trying to be aggressive with non-con in my first three to four seasons in the Big Ten, for sure. I'm very interested to see who, how difficult is it going to be to add new, new rivalries? How difficult is it going to be to add highlight games in the non-con or just regular on the regular now, because you have these larger conferences because you look at 2024 non-conference for the Ohio state, Southern miss Western Michigan, and Marshall. Damn, That's their your bye week is right there. Yeah, September fourteenth. That's Ooh. rough, dude. That's rough, dude. So that's not a. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna start the year. What are you gonna start the year? One, two, bye week three, four and oh. You got to go to. Well, the Hawks got to come to Ohio Stadium, so you're probably that's a you're, you're five and oh. Oregon at Oregon at Austin. That's close. Call it a loss. Just but... I think you're gonna start six and one. Yeah. Seven and one, eight and one, nine and one, ten and one. You're probably going to finish eleven and one next year, yeah, because of your non-conference schedule. Like that to me speaks. They, and I love the question of, hey, what happens to Michigan and how does that affect the schedule? Because if Jimmy gets let go, 
yeah. and they're able to make a great hire behind that, that, I mean, they may not fall off. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you never know. I also think, and we learned this in the big 12, does it make any sense at all to schedule tough non-conference games? I think it does. I, I think that what we saw with the college football playoff committee, uh, Texas, Alabama. Yeah. And flexing on, on, on the strength of schedule and putting Ohio state number one over Georgia. Uh, I think your strength of schedule matters. I, I, I think that it doesn't matter to a point where you got to have the hardest schedule possible, but I do think you can't have a schedule that's ranked like 150th in the nation. You can't have, no, you know certainly what I mean? Not. Like, but, but that's certainly what not. like Michigan and Georgia and some of these other teams have. And so Ohio state, I think had like third toughest schedule in the nation this year or something like that. Yeah. And that's why they were put number one. And obviously, as we've talked so much about on the program this year, uh, that win over Notre Dame is huge, right? I mean, again, that's the advantage of scheduling non-conference games with power five opponents that are nationally respected. If you can go and win those games, you have a strong-ass resume for the college football playoff. But yeah. that's why I maintain the scheduling stuff with the Big Ten is so important because if you're Ohio State, obviously you're monitoring the Michigan situation, but now you get access to Oregon and Washington in conference play. So your strength is schedule on the whole for the Big Ten just went way up, which is huge. But I, 2024, you got to remember who's Michigan got in the non-conference. Fresno State and Texas. Yeah, see, like so, Michigan, Texas is outstanding. Yeah, but notice both of those games. Where are both of those games? Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Yeah, because they're they're not leaving the they're not leaving the big house. But still, I mean, I I I agree that that takes a little bit away from the Texas matchup, but it's still Texas. Yeah, and it's still at that point the SEC. Yeah, uh, Harry Austin. If you go undefeated, you will be in. So the out of conference schedule will be much weaker for these P fives. I don't think it makes a lot of sense to play Alabama if you're Texas. I don't think it makes it. I don't think it but makes that's a lot of saving sense. Saving them right now, it's saving them because they lost to Oklahoma. Yeah, probably is. It probably is. If you, but... I mean, if you played Fresno State and you know Poughkeepsie State to start your season, and then you lost to Oklahoma on top of that, you're not in the college football playoff conversation. You're not. You're not that guy. Not at all. But because you went to Bryant Denny and won that game, you are that guy. And because Oklahoma uh, beat you and then lost to Kansas, now they're not that guy. So. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's a philosophical discussion. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I am in the camp and the mindset that says, hey, I'm not saying every single week is power five, you know, ball breaker opponent. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that inside of your first four weeks, preferably week three, I would guess, you need that grade but A big boy matchup. If I look at SC, they've got LSU mm -hmm. in Las Vegas next year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at Oregon's got, I think Oregon's got one of the more difficult 2024 non-cons with, um, what do they got? They have Boise state, Texas tech, Idaho, and then they're at Hawaii. That's a win. Well, but like Texas again, tech is a good example, but it's much like Michigan. Yeah. Where are all those games being played? Awesome. And when's their first road game? Ah, their first road games at Michigan. And, and you know why they're being played at Austin? Because Oregon is is helping these schools financially to play the game. Yeah, their first big road game will be at Michigan. Yeah. I mean, because the rest of their schedule, obviously, and we don't know the dates and times, but, I mean, you look at Ohio State, that game's at Austin Stadium. Um, you, you look at, I mean, is Purdue a tough road game for Oregon? Uh, I mean, is I Ross 8 intimidating? 
Uh, I don't think it's so much venue as travel and time. I mean, if that's a, I mean, yeah, think but, about it. If that's like a, a what, a, a 10, 11 a.m. kickoff Eastern time, you're playing at like 7 in the morning. So are you are you more worried about going to Ross-Ade Stadium, West Lafayette, or are you more worried about going to Camp Randall and Madison? I'm far more worried about going to Camp Randall, I think. And maybe I just have. I don't know, bro. I, I, I Luke haven't Fickle? seen, dude, I haven't seen anything out of, out of Wisconsin it's yet. Year dude. one. I understand it's year one, but. But again, I'm just telling you, if you're Oregon, obviously Pacific time zone school, yeah. going all the way to the East Coast is different. I know it's only an hour, but I'm telling you, it's different. It's different. It is a different thing. Yeah. And and again, we had Stanford head coach Troy Taylor on talking, and he talked all about in the interviews on the channel. Go watch it. Talked all about how how their recruiting base is out east, and they've got a lot. There's a lot of reasons they like playing out east. So some schools really like playing out and east. And there was, but... a, you know, the, the thing about that Troy Taylor interview and the reason you should go watch it, like we talked about there, do you guys understand that Stanford's the second most difficult university in the country to get into? Harvard, number one, and the meltdown going on at Harvard right now over Israel and Palestine. And I mean, I don't know if Harvard survives this. I truly do not. But you look at, Stanford being the number two school only behind Harvard just to get into. And then you're going to ask Troy Taylor to win games. Yeah. I mean, I, I he, that's got to be, that's got to be just crippling. That is got to be so, so very difficult. But my point with Oregon is that for Oregon, you're the one heading into a new conference for the Buckeyes, the Wolverines, you know, Penn right. State, like you guys aren't doing anything. You, there's just new people joining your conference. So, there's no excuse to not have that early season big boy matchup. And and I'm telling you, that's like schools don't want to do that because it's all about going undefeated. But I'm telling you, the college football playoff is going to change this. They're going to say, hey, if you want to be one of the top four, you got to have, you know, a top probably 70 strength of schedule in the country. Like I'm telling well, you, that's interesting. you know what I mean? Like, because we saw it last week when it came, or uh, not last week, Monday, or was it Tuesday? Tuesday came out. Tuesday. Where, where, where we're sitting here watching this, and they put Ohio State number one, and most people believe they did that because Ohio State's strength of schedule is so much better. Like, like Ohio State was like third in the nation, and Michigan's like 150th or something. Like, that, I'm telling you, it matters. So you can't just have some weak-ass schedule and think that you're going to get love because you're undefeated. Like, and I wish they prioritized it even more than they do now, but... I just think that for these these schools coming into the Big Ten, yeah, you need to come in and prove a point year one. Dan Landing and Oregon need to contend to win the Big Ten in year one. Absolutely. And if I would Michigan agree with that. dude, if Michigan doesn't get piped in this whole thing, if if piped. Jim is is Jim is still here next year, then I'm all for I'm here for for the Jim Harbaugh, you know, fight, I guess. Because if you come out next year, and you're a nine-win team, not an eleven-win team. You're gonna have a problem. Yeah, you're gonna have a problem. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, and what's I, I? I'm trying to be polite about it. I. I can't. I cannot believe that Jim Harbaugh is on that staff next year. Yeah. Uh, how you guys? Would it be? I mean, I think he'll be at home playing prize picks because he knows that when you use the promo code Monty, uh, that you get a hundred percent deposit matching at PrizePicks.com. Um, or just click the link in the description below on this, uh, show and it'll take you right into their app. I'm telling you daily fantasy has never been easier. It's simply more or less is the, uh, is the question you have to answer. Now, if you're like good old uncle Monty, you win, finally win last night. 
thanks to, to the Texas Rangers. I'm for real. Got dog. Nathan Avaldi. I Nathan Avaldi saved my buttocks last night. Um, by that was probably too much. You didn't need to hear that. No. Um, but I will also tell you that uh Chet Holmgren, 19 points. Thank you very much. Uh Nathan Avaldi, five strikeouts. You want to talk about clutch last night on prize picks? I had Nathan Avaldi for four and a half. He needed to get five strikeouts for me to win. He absolutely dominated the last two hitters of his outing. They pulled him out after that, struck the last two guys out, four and five. Ding, Monty's a winner. Hey, Monty. Drinks on Monty. Yeah, I went on prize picks last night and loved every second of it. Um, You know. Yeah. So it's all good. But uh, good to see prize picks. Uh, Everybody's playing prize picks with us. It's great if you're in our Instagram members only group. Every day we post our prize picks. Usually we go back and forth about it. Mo tells us how, you know, Boss Frog tells us how much money he's won that night. Uh, I'm a man. Everybody else is jealous, you know. Yeah. It's just one of those things where we're all trying to, you know, just be Boss Frog. Right. On prize picks. So hook it up, prizepicks.com. Use the promo code MONTY to get 100% prize uh, uh, deposit matching at prize picks or just click the link in the description below our number two of the Monty show is presented by our good friends at trydaytrading.com trydaytrading.com slash Monty uh Mrs. Monty's in the Triday trading program Alema Harrington's going to join us in about 30 minutes yeah uh on the show to talk about Triday but we'll also ask Alema about BYU the big 12 we'll get his thoughts on the sign stealing allegations uh, and I think a lot of a lot of people are figuring out that the ten dollar thirty day trial membership at Triday Trading is life changing, and it truly is life changing. It's going to open your eyes to the opportunity to make all the money you've ever dreamed about. Stop complaining about your boss. Stop complaining about your drive to work or work from home or the benefits you're not getting or you wish you worked for yourself. That opportunity is available to you for ten dollars. Spend the next thirty days at TridayTrading.com. For a $10 charitable donation. And here's the best part. When you're done with the TridayTrading.com program, they're going to fund a trading account for you. You can stay in that account one day, 100 days, 10 years, the rest of your life. Or if you're ready to trade on your own money, you're out. You trade on your own money. When you make money with TridayTrading.com's money, they give you up to 80% of the profit. There's no excuse not to make that bread, dude. To drive the car you want to drive, to live in the house, to go on the vacations the Jordans, the tickets, whatever it is you've been lacking or complaining about, go get it at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, Boss Frog. Hi, Jake. It's five o'clock. Here's my action on college picks for weekend one. Let's see how I can screw this up. So every weekend, Jake screws up one of Boss Frog's picks. That's right, T. Mainly because as my child, Jake doesn't listen to a goddamn thing I tell him to do. No, it's your turn this week. No, it's always your turn. Okay. Washington minus three. Alabama minus three. Ole Miss minus three. Going back to work, boss frog. Go frogs. Ah, boy, Ole Miss is an interesting one. What is the game of the weekend? Isn't it Alabama LSU? Has to be. I mean, it's no Ohio State Rutgers, but come on. Yeah, it's the Big Ten for now. Well, I mean, what are you complaining about? Uh, I think you look at Old Miss, Texas A&M. That game's in Oxford. Yeah. 
I mean, it's at Hemingway. I think you gotta you gotta oh, take Bedlam, Ole Miss. bro. You gotta take Old Miss. Did you guys speaking of Bedlam? Did you guys hear this this story? I'm losing my what's the right way to say this? I'm losing my want to for the mullet. I I, I don't you lose me when you treat people poorly. And Mike Gundy, I think, has forgotten how he got to where he is. I don't break the rules. Now, Mike's always been, I think you guys know this, the mullet has always been a big fan of the mullet. I think I've hit it every time. And I love the, I'm a man, I'm 40. I love the 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 winning, the I'm a man. games, the mullet. I like the whole thing. Right. But you're starting to lose me with all these stories about the way he has treated players. And Trace Ford, the lineman, who is now at Oklahoma, um, was asked on an Oklahoma City radio station about his relationship with uh, Mike Gundy and how it went when he told Mike Gundy or attempted to tell Mike Gundy he was leaving. Did you ever hear from Mike Gundy or the OSU staff or any of the coaches when you decided to make the announcement you're going to Oklahoma? Not once. Gundy doesn't care that I left. He didn't care that I was leaving. When I was about to leave, I tried to inform him. Didn't care. So, the staff. I don't think me and the staff have the best relationship. Some of the coaches still text me to this day, but not all of them. Not all of them. That's for sure. So, you know, the players are in good shape with me. I still talk to the players. I talked to a couple players this week, last week. I still go to the games when I can, but. When I was informing the coaching staff of thinking about leaving, they they were like, okay, get on out of here then, pretty much. Like, we don't want to talk to you. So that's that's just the life we live in now, and it is what it is. Where the good Lord split you, Trace. Dude. What do you make? Do you believe him? Do you, like, how do you, where do you come down on this? Uh, I believe that Mike Gundy's a red ass. For I would sure. agree with that. I think Mike Gundy... Because he's that coach at Oklahoma State does not appreciate when someone says, hey, I'm transferring to uh, to Oklahoma. And I think that if you are a player and you're going to walk into your head coach's office or try to and say that you're transferring to Oklahoma, I don't know why you would expect a good result. Not sure why you'd expect a good result. Yeah, but I think that tells you the relationship was eroded before that time. I would agree. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I just think that. I don't know. I, I am I am a little I need Oklahoma State to win that game to revive my hope and belief in Mike Gundy. And I don't dislike Mike Gundy. I I, I it's it's I'm worn out. How about yeah. that? I'm worn out on the BS about Bedlam doesn't matter and the game we lost 17 years ago last <laughs> Thursday after two weeks forward to next Friday is far more important than anything that's ever happened in Norman where you've probably never won a game. Like, it, it's remarkable that Mike Gundy, and the only rivalry that that matters to his fan base, and anybody that wants to say, well, you know, KU or Iowa State, those are better rivalries than Bedlam. Yeah, because Oklahoma wins every year. <laughs> the only rivalry that matters to, to Oak State fans, and uh, you've gotten your ass beat repeatedly. And then on top of that, I'm a little worn out on on hearing about that he's a red ass to his players and Spencer Sanders stories and 
Yeah. Uh, like it's just, it's becoming a bit much. So get your facts straight. It, it's, it's just becoming a bit much, you know, uh, Boyd Lake, what's Gundy supposed to say? Not that Bedlam sucks and is irrelevant. Yeah. Cause it's not, and it, it doesn't like it, it, you're, you're, you're whatever. I can't remember what game he said. Iowa state, whatever game he said, yeah, was Iowa more state. Important. yeah. He, he said that, that Iowa state was a bigger or more important game and the games earlier in the year mattered more because if they hadn't won those Come games, on, Bedlam wouldn't matter. And I'm here to Come tell on. you, if you're a zero loss team, Bedlam matters. Come on. It, your record is irrelevant. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. Are you going to make it? No, no. It's Oklahoma. Like what, like, what are we talking about? OG Gary Gundy lived long enough to see himself become the villain. I believe he did. Um, Lance Johnson, I'm worn out on pig farmers. So I hat. I don't know what you mean. So you hat. Uh, I don't, I'm not worn out on pig farmers. Pig farmers play an important role in the bacon industry. In yeah. Pig farmers can't kill ducks apparently though. No, I would agree with that. Uh, Mike Smith. Yeah. I don't see what the big thing is. If a head coach does not contact you after you decide to leave for your main rival. Yeah, I don't know that they knew where he was going. I just think it tells you that there was not a great relationship in place to begin with. Uh, Jim Choi, Oklahoma State beat Lincoln and Caleb on their way out, out to USC. Do you really think I, I meant that they've never beaten? No. You said they've never beaten them. And they did. Okay. Uh, Bill G, there's a lot more to the Trace Ford story than what the interview presents. I'm not going to get into it. I, we're well aware of it. But how does it, and that's my point, how does it ever get to that? How does it ever get to that? Uh, Jim R says overbearing. Uh, Brandon Butler, that's not, uh, not, that's a, not only did I cheat, but I'm leaving you for your brother. Well, there is that. There is that. ZZM, what the heck is a red ass? Exactly. What are you, Me? Somebody that's just, you know. Super salty all the time. All the time. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Gundy lets Ollie Gordon do his talking. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Mike Smith says, ZZM, when someone gets real mad or angry, uh, they're referred to as a red ass. They're referred to as a snot-sniffling red hey, ass. Hey, look at me. Uh, share your source on the Michigan stuff. Here, Rossitron, let me tell you. Yeah, I'll just uh, let me roll that right out what for, you, for you. Let Rossitron. me tell you what now. Yeah, just for you, because Rossitron came on the show and said, you share your sources. Yeah, I'll get right to that. Uh, no. Yeah, I'll get right to that. Uh, John De Delone. I don't know how to say your last name. Delaney? Delaney. That's what we're going with. Uh, Gundy was just told that all the work he has done since he's been the head coach of the Pokes so he's trying to act like he's above it all. His little feelings are hurt. I, but I don't even think it's his little feelings are hurt. I, The thing I'm frustrated about most is, A, you don't have a quarterback, and B, you you just belittle Bedlam like your fans don't care about it. Yeah. And it's just not the case. Yeah, and it's just bad all the way around. It is. It totally is. What is that? Bumpkin talk? Okay. Okay, Utah, Utah hack. That's me. Uh, Tone, hey, Tone, hey, pig tone. farmers can kill gators, gators, jimmies. Uh, sure. Have we all been drinking today? Apparently. Apparently. You know. Uh, Keith Carl, what's up, Keith? Purchase more Haman bacon. Okay. I mean, I, I, I yeah. do you okay. take checks? Sure. Do you take checks? 
Boyd Lake Gundy went from don't pick on the kids, pick on me, I'm a man, to don't let the door hit your hit you in the ass on the way out, kid. I'm a man. He did. He didn't say he said but, but you know. Uh Bill G, I doubt you are aware of it, Monty. Yeah, we actually listened to the whole thing and read about his situation and the injuries and the arguments over the treatments and the art like there's a whole thing to it. But Bill G, I just man, it's amazing. Uh B. Douglas, Riley isn't a dirtbag, but he's a little shady, both personally and tampers. Okay. How? When's he been caught? Yeah. I'm just curious. Hey, Tom, was Bobby Knight a red ass all, always? Yes. Cougar Infamous. tracks. Is Jake a red ass? Yes, he is. Yes, I am. Always. Uh, I'm just kidding with y'all about the bumpkin talk. You know me, man. DeLon. Okay. I that, mean, No, that's how you say his last name. The plane? No, DeLon. What about the lawn? Dude, that's how you say his last name. What, the plane? Yeah. Okay. The lawn. Uh, thank you for clarifying. Michigan cheaters. Wow. Welcome to the pro. Dude, thank you for coming forward. <laughs> Michigan fans think murder isn't a crime if it happens in Michigan. A lot of murders happen in Michigan. OG Gary, the source is Hugh Janus at Wisconsin, right? Hugh Janus. I mean, that's uh -huh. my source. Duh. I love guys who are like, you tell us who your sources are. Yeah, okay. Because people keep giving me information. And uh, if I just say, well, hey, you know, Steve at the uh, at the Michigan bookstore was telling me that Jim told him that he was told by Frank, who heard it from Steve's wife that he was cheating on with Kevin, <laughs> that, you know, yeah, let me just get right to my... Yeah, let me we'll just, roll that right out, dude. You know. Uh, Jake is a part-time red ass. No, always, always, you know, <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Uh, Andy just joined Monty, a BYU fan now in that Royal Polo. Yeah, you caught me, dude. You, you caught me. Yeah, dude. No caffeine. <laughs> no, nothing dog. Actually it was, it was Duke. Oh, I thought we had gotten it down. Oh, there. okay. Yeah. Cooper flag. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't yeah. it to celebrate the Rangers. That yeah. must be it. Yeah, I know what time it is. You know, I just, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. All right, Alema Harrington talking uh, all things BYU, Big 12, jazz basketball, all that good stuff coming up here uh, in about 20 minutes on the Monty Show. Speaking of which, did you guys hear this story about CBS losing the SEC? So do you guys care about where you watch your games? I do significantly. I am not a fan of college football on Fox. And I know you should probably put your hands at 10 and 2. Put them on the wheel, dudes. I'm going to say it out loud. I don't like Gus Johnson. Oh, what are you there. talking about, man? Dude, what the hell? There. I, I said it. And, How could you say that, dude? And I know I'm not the brightest bulb in the bunch. I'm not. I am not a Gus Johnson fan. I, I'm the only one. I am the one. Uh, but I'm not a fan of football on Fox. I am much more a fan of Vern Lundquist calling the SEC on CBS. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind ESPN and ABC at all. I hate Notre Dame football with Jack Collinsworth or whatever his name. Notre yeah, Dame's broadcasts are terrible. Terrible. Um, I think it's because embarrassing. It's garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. But the SEC, the SEC on CBS was something that I feel like I grew up with. I feel like it. It is the Masters. I feel it's it. It's like you guys remember, you know, Dick Stockton calling Laker Boston Celtic games on CBS. Like when you feel good about something from your childhood, it's usually 
the SEC on CBS. So all of you probably just scream no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like you feel good about sports on TV. The SEC on CBS was an institution. And now it comes out that CBS didn't want to pay the pro rata they deserve. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, do you, what do you, when I when I say the SEC on CBS, yeah, like, how, how, what do you? What I do you, think of orange leaves on the tree, a cool fall breeze, and the smokers going. That's what I think about. I think about, I think about the SEC on CBS is what's right with college football. I think about that Alabama game at, at uh, LSU three years ago or two years ago, whenever that was. You know, where Nick Saban need to win that game to get into the college football playoff in all likelihood, and they went out and got the job done. And, and I think about, you know, CBS has a certain prestige about it, a certain feel, a certain, you know, I, 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 just a smoothness to it that I love. I love CBS with the Masters, like you just said, right? Like all those things that we know and are used to on CBS. I'm not used to the NBA on CBS. The NBA belongs on ESPN. I'm not used to, you know, the Masters being on ESPN. That's not, I don't like watching golf on ESPN. I would agree. I like watching golf on CBS. And, and for me, you know, I, I think this is a really, really foolish decision by CBS. And I know why they're doing it. You want to compete for the NBA rights. Totally get it. I understand it. But what I'm telling you is SEC football is going to be a more reliable investment than the NBA, even if it does cost you $10 million more. And, yeah. and that's the trouble. And the hard part for me to accept is, and Ross Dellinger at Yahoo Sports has a great write-up on this, that when Missouri and Texas A&M joined the SEC, CBS didn't want to pay the pro rata. And ESPN, who already had SEC games, the Tier 2 package, yeah, we'll pay it. It would have amounted to $10 million more a year from CBS, and they said no. Why? And it's stunning to me that you at CBS gave away the SEC game of the week, the big game, the exclusive, the, the granddaddy of the weekend, LSU and Alabama. This is the last weekend. You guys understand that. That's crazy to me over 10 million dollars a year now we know that espn took that package they own the sec after this season like it's remarkable to me how little value we place on it so i ask on a weekend where game after game after game is going to decide the fate of coaches careers kids in their draft spots i'll be honest with you and i'll say i want the sec on cbs but I'm going to watch it on ESPN and ABC because that's where it is. Yeah. I'd prefer Vern Lundquist, who probably isn't working anymore because he's older than dust. I miss that SEC on CBS. I don't love it on ESPN, but I'm going to watch it on ESPN. And I think it's a shame that here we are. And I wonder, I wonder if CBS could go back, would they pay the pro rata that we deserve? I think I they would. I have to think you would, but right? I, I, Dude, I don't know why networks, you know, just won't say, yep, 
it's football and it's the SEC on our network. How is that a loss? How is that a no? How is that a we're not willing to do that? That's what I don't get. And and if you're going to sit here and tell me that philosophically you valued another product more than SEC football, How? it damn well better be the NFL. It's, it's, it's wild not. to me. And it's not because you already got the NFL. You have your share of the NFL already. So I know that's what I'm saying. I don't think they wanted to do this because the NBA rights are well over. What are they like $2 billion or whatever it is? Some ridiculous yeah. number for NBA rights. Like ESPN dominates the NBA space. ESPN dominates primetime football. And so for me, I look at this and I say, Hey, CBS ESPN's bleeding into all of your stuff. Like, Outside of the Olympics, and really the Olympics are an NBC product, like what has ESPN not infiltrated? They've got basketball. They've got primetime football. They've got the SEC from you now. They took the NBA from you. You don't do NHL. They do. Now now they've got golf. Like what are we doing? So when Missouri and Texas A&M joined, they wanted to expand and add the additional $10 million a year. CBS said, no, we're not going to do it. So each school went from $4.5 million to $3.9 million. And it pissed off Mike Slive, who at the time was the commissioner, and several presidents, including Florida, Texas A&M, and Missouri. And now you have a situation where they were all like, yeah, let's go to ESPN. And it would have just cost you $10 million a year. And they said no. So do you guys care? What, like, who do you like? When I say, where do you like to watch your college football? Where, where do you, what do you guys think of? OG Gary, the SEC only on Apple TV sports. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 1939. What's up, 1939? ESPN is the best. Glad they have the SEC. Tired of Fox 11 a.m. games. NBC is the worst. I cannot stand listening to Notre Dame football on NBC. It's terrible. It is so bad. And I, I didn't exactly love, I didn't love the fact that Mike Tirico was calling games, but I I was willing to, to deal with that. And now we're in a situation where you're just not, you, you don't, it's terrible. And I'm a diehard, diehard Notre Dame fan. And Jack Collinsworth is horrendous. Because it's garbage. But where's Tom Hammond? You guys remember Tom Hammond? Like Tom Hammond is the guy that, uh, that's who I loved calling Notre Dame football. But I, look, I understand Charlie Jones, bless his heart. It, like Mike Tirico, I could stand. Tom Hammond's is a guy that I miss, man. Mm. I miss Tom Hammond. Jack Collinsworth is awful, terrible. I, I, I mean, no life, not good at what you do. Just, just awful. At least give me like Dan Hicks, who I know is golf all day, all day long. But come on, Jim Choice, CBS going to get better ratings with the big than the SEC. SEC is more subtle. No, that's completely wrong. Yeah, that's not true, dude. That's I completely disagree. Uh, I think the SEC is a national product period. And you can go back and you can look at um, all kinds of TV ratings and, oh, well, that, you know, it's really just a shame that nobody in the outside of the South watched Georgia and Florida. 
5.95 million. How about that Ohio State Wisco game? 4.87. 1.1 million. Colorado, UCLA, Oklahoma, Kansas, Indiana, Penn State. Indiana, Penn State beat Oregon and Utah, right? Tennessee, Kentucky beating Florida State in the ACC. Like, look how many SEC games are on there, man. Yeah. Like, the SEC, it, 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 bro, the fan bases in the SEC are huge. Real quick, though, did you guys see the ratings on the World Series? Ooh. Look how bad this is. This is the lowest rated, the lowest rated World Series ever, ever the lowest rated World Series. Wonder why. And I, it is shocking to me that when you look at these numbers, 9.1 million on average, and it only pulled a 4.7 rating. That's the lowest rating in the history of Major League Baseball World Series since 1993, and really ever in recorded TV history. It's the lowest number ever. How have has Major League Baseball fallen this far? Well, it's Arizona. And you look at when they, they last had a real World Series number was probably 2017, the Astros and Dodgers. 2016 was astronomical with Meyer and we, the beloved, the Chicago Cubs. Right. Um, but you look at the, you look at 2011, St. Louis and Texas, uh, you look at 2009, New York and Philly, right? The last behemoth was Atlanta, Cleveland in 95. Uh-huh. Heyday of the Braves. Boston and St. Louis in 04, right? I, I mean, you, you look at some of these, you look at some of these numbers and you start to understand baseball could be in a really bad spot. Baseball could be in a very, very dangerous spot. Yeah, and this is what I don't understand about all the rule changes and pitch clocks and stuff. Like it's so you implemented all these new rule changes, and what did it get you? Well, it got you better attendance, sure, but but your TV ratings are taking an absolute beating, and it's because little guy came through and wiped everybody out because your playoff system sucks and it's archaic, and you don't have a better way to do it yet. Yeah, and and that's the issue, and. I have nothing against the D-backs. Am I upset they beat the Phillies? Yeah, I am. I much. I would have much rather have seen Bryce Harper lose to the Rangers than Corbin Carroll, respectfully. But, yeah. you know. I agree. You're probably sleeping during those games, aren't you? Yeah. Which means you're probably snoring. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't have a transition. Uh, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. I'll tell you guys, if you are somebody that snores, um, or is potentially a sleep apnea candidate. If you are waking up gasping for air, if you're somebody who doesn't sleep well, you're always tired. If you use it, it you know, the, the, the time during the day, cause you, you, you gotta take a nap. You gotta get to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Do it, please. You don't have to snore. You don't have to deal with CPAP machines and disinfecting with special water and trying to figure out how to travel your CPAP machine. Sleep apnea is a life and death proposition. If you're somebody that your wife is constantly waking you up, or maybe she doesn't sleep in the same bed with you anymore. Maybe you don't sleep in the same bed with your wife because she snores or she has sleep apnea. It knows no gender. It simply knows that sleep apnea is killing people in this country every single day. Don't let that be you. Get that quality night of sleep that you have been missing for so many years now 
at soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. You guys, there is a solution out there and it is waiting for you and your health insurance covers it. Soundsleepmedical.com. It's a mouthpiece that is so easy to use. It is changing the lives of so many of our viewers, you guys. Go check it out right now um, and just understand that this is not invasive. It's not expensive for you. In fact, it's really easy. Treat snoring and sleep apnea with no masks and no tubes. Just better, healthier sleep with Sound Sleep Medical. Use code MONTY, M-O-N-T-Y, to schedule a free sleep assessment today. Yeah, and that sleep assessment's at home. There's a box on your chest, a ring on your finger. You, you go in there, you have a consultation, they give you your, your sleep system, you go home, you sleep with it for a night, and then you go back and they custom fit you for the solution that you need. Because, by the way, just because you snore doesn't mean you have sleep apnea. You absolutely do not have sleep apnea just because you snore. It is a symptom of sleep apnea, but there's a lot of people who snore that don't have sleep apnea. Get it taken care of right now, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Alema Harrington coming up in uh, five, seven minutes here. Jim R says golf on TV is great for Sunday naps, dude. I Hell love yeah, golf on is, TV. Dude. I love golf on TV. And when you start playing golf, you truly appreciate watching it. Okay. Hey, Tone, Maxell VHS greater than MLB. Come on, man. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, baseball gives people diarrhea. It's a proven fact. Okay. I'm sure there's research on that. Mark Ruckert. What's up, Mark? Good to see you, dude. I watch 10 times more baseball when I'm in a fantasy league. You do, which is why we play daily fantasy right here with PrizePix. PrizePix.com. Use the promo code Monty. Oh, gee, Gary, if the Yankees, Dodgers, the other teams in the East or another exciting team, people will watch. No one cares for Arizona. It's a transient town, man. Yeah. Phoenix is a city with a lot of fans that aren't for their local teams. So I, I don't disagree with that. Cougar tracks. When the Dodgers were finished, so was I. There you go. Uh, James Gregory, bouncy ball is just as boring. Disagree. Uh, I love basketball. Love, love basketball. Uh, John DeLon says, Mike Smith, I honestly don't know anymore. I've been losing interest in the NFL more and more since 2015. Have you really? Very interesting. I the The thing about the NFL is I know what it's doing to their brains. That's the hard part for yes. me. Uh, let's see. OG Gary, I stopped when the Yankees were done. Tony says, if the MLB comes to Portland, I am there. Let's do it. Really? You think? Is Portland an MLB town? Yeah. I don't know if a, if Portland's an MLB town. And and I keep telling people in Salt Lake City, I don't think Salt Lake City is an MLB town. No, it certainly is not. More of an NHL town. Yeah, I, I think that I would agree with that. I think if the NHL came to Portland, I think you would have a uh, a very different experience. Portland's not an NHL town. Salt Lake City is. But I don't know if Portland's a – I mean – the Kraken are doing so well in Seattle. I can't imagine Portland would do well with a hockey team. Yeah. I mean, what is what does Portland do with a major league baseball team? Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a great fit. I, I I don't know. I mean, unless there's just a clan of major league baseball fans there, I but I doubt that. I think the Kraken have become such a thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and I think, you know, you look at the way the Golden Knights were received. You I mean, you, I, I think the NHL expansion teams have done outstanding yeah. and and i think it's a testament uh and i think the nhl deserves a lot of credit for the way they 
handled expansion and drafting players yeah. and how that all worked out. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think it is. Man, that's tough. Would Portland do well with a hockey team? I know so many people that live in Portland. I think it's such a football town. And obviously the Blazers do. See, the Blazers got to get this ownership situation taken care of. And I think once the Pac-2 things worked out, I, I, I just think it's a football town. Yeah. And I think that you look at the way that Oregon dominates that region. I don't know that NHL would work in Portland. I could be wrong, but I think just because the NBA, because the NBA does very well there. It does. But you got to get, you got to have an owner there. You got to have a better ownership situation. Uh, Kyle Wilson, what's up, Kyle? Good to see you. Portland should absolutely have an NHL team. Really? Kyle, okay. Kyle, uh, caps lock not working today or take it easy. Uh, the regular season in baseball and basketball is too long. Too many games that don't mean anything really baseball more than the NBA. I think the NBA is, well, that's why the in season tournament things getting rolled out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Jeff Woodworth, March madness in the Stanley cup playoffs. Tough to beat. Yep. Uh, Lee Jensen baseball is super fun to play. Not watch. I love baseball. You put me, yeah. dude, I have season tickets to the Cubs in spring training. If I had the resources, I would probably, if you could have season tickets to any sport, what would it be? Um, Probably the NBA. Probably the NBA. But, Second which on is, that list would probably be the NHL. But that is, the, the other issue is the NBA is really expensive. Yeah, it is. Major League Baseball is getting expensive. The NFL and NBA are so stupidly expensive. I mean, it is, ooh, it is tough, man. Uh, 1939, Portland is antique. Come on, dude. Really? Uh, Joseph Harper, Salt Lake has a triple A team. Yeah. They do. Uh, the Bees, and they have uh, the Utah Grizzlies for the uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, OG Gary, I would love to see MLB in Utah and NHL. I just don't think we'd support Major League Baseball. Here. No, I really do not. I that's just that's just my opinion, but I could be wrong. Kyle Wilson, Portland is known in the hockey world for their rabid support of the WH WHL Winter Hawks. They sold out games in Moda for them. I, but that's different than supporting an NHL team. That's very different than supporting an NHL team. And I think that, again, Colorado supports the Avalanche, but they also support the, the AHL team, the Eagles. Yeah. Um, like, it's very different. It's very different than supporting an NHL franchise. The, the volume, the financial implications, it's much more expensive to go to an NHL game these days. Like, it's a lot more games. It's a lot more land. It's a lot more resources. It's Every, a bigger commitment. Everybody makes that mistake of saying, well, we support minor league sports. Well, that does not matter. Does not matter. I, I, it really doesn't. Bigfoot Duck. Portland is not much of a town to begin with. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, Tom, NFL will never happen in Portland. No, it will not. It will not. But why? You don't do you? I don't need, think you need that need uh, the Todd father. Portland is a soccer town too. I think the Timbers. Yeah. Uh, big blue horses. Seattle should have NBA. Portland should just be lucky. People remember that they are there. Come on, man. Port what's wrong with Portland? 
Yeah, don't hate. Why are we all anti-Portland? I think once the Blazers settle their, uh, once the Blazers settle their ownership situation, things will be much better. Things will be much better. But Portland is not a bad sports town. It's not. I just th- I think what it takes to host an MLB or an, an NHL franchise, it, it's much different than what it is to be minor league. And when you have the college setting that Portland has. I think it's tough. All right, let's get Alema Harrington on the show. <laughs> by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Alema's kind of a big deal. He's dressed in a really nice suit. He's sitting at the Delta Center because we've got jazz and magic tonight. Alema, I don't even know where to start. Harbaugh <laughs> a cheater. Yeah, they, we don't we don't hate on Rip City. Come on now. No, I actually. I actually, I, I, when I worked for the Lakers, yeah, it was Sheed and Pippen. And you remember the Western Conference oh, Finals yeah. where the Blazers were celebrating and yes. it was over and then the Lakers won? Yeah, Portland's a great town. I, I agree. I agree. I have a buddy of mine uh, that I played the high school ball with at uh, Punahou that went to Portland State. So I got a chance to go up and visit him a little bit when he was playing up there and, and loved it. You know, I loved the, loved the area. What do you make of the the sign stealing thing? I mean, you're a guy who's played the game. Obviously, this thing with Michigan is such a massive story. Like, do you have thoughts on it? What do, I mean, in general, do you think that that guys like Jim Harbaugh is this something that happens all the time? In your opinion, it is. It is something that happens all the time. Now, you you take a look, and Michigan is one of the programs. Let's be honest, right? We all understand this that people are going to hate on Michigan and they're going to find every reason to come after them. And, and if you're Michigan, then you got to do your best to try to minimize limit the things that they can, can come after you for, but they're going to come after you for this. And certainly Michigan took it to, you know, a new England Patriots type of level where, you know, they're, they're as the investigation prop, maybe it was warranted, but, but to me, uh, there's a fine line between gamemanship uh, gamesmanship and cheating. And maybe Michigan crossed that line. That's part of what the in- investigation is for. Um, but you got to expect that Michigan is going to, whatever they're going to do, they're going to take it to the next level. And and that's what they did here. And is there some punishment? I think that there's plenty of people, um, certainly that, that are, maybe their full-time ambition is to, uh, to sully Michigan in some way or get rid of Jim Harbaugh. Uh, so I, I think that's just part of what's expected. Um, I, I look at, at college football now and you know, what are the rules anymore in, in college football? And, and you, you got to have some sort of enforcement type of entity, which the NCAA or the conferences, in this case, the Big Ten, has to serve that, that purpose uh, and at the same time, uh, it's almost like the pot calling the kettle black. And, and you know, if you're Michigan and you get something come down from the NCAA, you can point the finger back at them and say, you know, you know, where do you guys have room to even make uh, that kind of allegation or criticism about what's going on uh, in, in college sports right now? Uh, we have witnessed just within the last 10 years all the things that have happened and the genie is out of the bottle. The cat is out of the bag. Uh, you know, Pandora's box has been opened and it can't be closed. You know, any any type of, of uh, you know, saying that, that comes to mind probably is appropriate here. Yep. Talking to Alema Harrington here on the Monty Show presented by TridayTrading.com. 
you know, my wife is in the Tri-Day Trading program now, Alema, and I am watching her. And I have to tell you that it is one of the most fascinating things that I do on the regular. Yeah. Understanding now the, I don't know, I, I try not to go too over the top about it, but watching watching the process, understanding the level of of work ethic and the level of precision that Tri-Day Trading instills in their, mm-hmm. their students. It's actually exhilarating to watch her operate, man. It is, it's actually a lot of fun watching it happen. I'm glad. I mean, I love the fact that you've been able to to observe this, right? And and that was the same thing for me. I was watching other people doing this and I was like, man, this is amazing. The way, and as you referred to, the just the the intricacy of it and the the discipline and the work ethic and and what the coaches provide and one of the the great parts of this program is the individual coaching that you have and i always shout out my guy jared he's my coach and he's done a fantastic job of understanding the way that i learn understanding how to get get me uh, familiar with and then mastering the vocabulary as you've watched your wife i'm sure you you know part of it is understanding like what is the vocabulary what are you talking about and they never make you feel like you asked a stupid question it's always like oh yeah that's a great question here let me explain you know what what this you know the wicks are that we're talking about all the various you know vocabulary that is out there and they do a fantastic job with that and then you add on top of that the proprietary software that it, it just is brilliant, right? It, it, it allowed uh, the, the proprietary software really does it for you. And then you're just the one that is making the, the decision to click on the button, buy and you know, sell, set up your parameters. Yeah. And at the same time, it, it's, it's, you've had so much practice by the time you go live that you feel comfortable doing it. And you can just really mimic whatever your coach is doing and like whatever trade they're making, boom, I make that trade too. So you know the, there's so many ways to succeed here. But the other part of it is my wife's coach constantly is telling her, you need to trade the way that you trade in your life. So you have to be able to, because my wife has a big time corporate job. She mm-hmm. just wants to be able to do this as a side hustle, if you will. And so her coach is like, well, here's how we're going to fit it into your life. You need to trade in these windows and understand how this is going to impact your day. And as soon as they start it, you know, and and really put that together, it all starts to click. Hey, well, it's it's here. And I programmed it here. And I walk in my house and my wife has got like the Australian market open and she's working (laughs) through her trades while she's making dinner or while she like it's amazing how easy it was to integrate it into her day. And there, there's always markets available, right? This, this is always going on. So you want to trade in the morning, you want to trade in the afternoon, mid-morning, whatever the, the case may be, because they will figure out, right? Your coach will help you understand, just like your coach has done with your wife, understand, okay, this is my best window right here. A couple of hours uh, you know, to be able to, to trade with the Australian market, or you, you might be going with Japan, or you're trading the Euro. Uh, and so... Either way, anyway, you can figure out a way to make this thing fit into your time schedule. And that's really, I, I love her approach, which is, this is my side hustle. And so many people, that, that's their initial you know, entrance into the day trading is, I'm going to do this on the side hustle a couple of hours. And my goal is that I'm going to be able to make enough money to make my car payments. 
or make enough money to you know pay my mortgage or make enough money to make rent this this month or how about you know uh, whether it's an education fund or a, a vacation fund yeah Th those are great ways to start out and a lot of people start out that way and eventually it becomes okay this is my full-time hustle now this has replaced my income and i make more money doing this than my regular job yep totally agree tridaytrading.com Slash Monty, uh, Alema Harrington joins the show. I want to ask you, before we get to the Jazz, I want to ask you yeah. about Keaton Slovis and BYU. Um, you know, there, there's been a lot of chatter, and I think it was Kyle Van Oy who started it, but a lot of people have been talking about sitting Keaton Slovis. I don't, I, I, I don't know that that resonates with me. I am mm. not the guy who's like, well, let's just cast off the rest of the season. I think this has been a remarkably successful season. And it, I feel like it frustrates BYU fans when I say that, Alema, but I feel like this has been a remarkably successful season. I joked, and I think we joked together about, if they go to a bowl, put, put a st statue of Kalani yeah. in front of the stadium, right? <laughs> like, I think this has been a remarkable season. Is there merit in sitting Keaton Slovis for BYU right now? I don't. I, I think I'm in a, I'm with you, Monty. I, I, I look at it and I think... You know, you brought this guy in on basically, you know, kind of a one-year rental. You're bringing guys in out of the transfer portal specifically for that case. Um, is it maybe too late to try to do that? And I, I don't know that, that Slovis is necessarily the problem with the offense. You know, is, is it, you know, not being able to, to establish a running game? I'll tell you, any quarterback out there, if you can't have, you know, an effective running game, that quarterback is not going to be at his best. I would say if you're going to try to make a decision like that, it may be too late in the season to do that anyway. And by the way, I, I'm with you. The, the, if they go and get one more win and they're bowl eligible, hey, you know, chalk that up as a success for the first year in the, the Big 12 Conference. And, you know, a couple of Big 12 wins and see what you can do down the stretch here. But moving to a, a different direction with your quarterback right now, I don't know that that is the solution. I'd be more in favor of, hey, let, let's have an effective ground game, and then we'll see what the passing game looks like with combined with that ground game. Then I think we can make a more uh, educated decision on what kind of quarterback Keenan Slovis is. Because we all look at, okay, the USC year, and it's like, well, we want that guy. Or, you know... It, <laughs> It, you you want to be able to return to that glory, but in in order to do that, to make that comparison, you're gonna you're gonna have to establish the ground game. That's my much more my concern, and maybe partly as a former running back, it you know it resonates more with me. But establish the running game, then I think you'll have a better understanding of what Slovis is doing at quarterback. But Alema, we're we're talking about an offense that's very different when L.J. Martin isn't on the field, and mm -hmm. I. I think that's I think that's exactly right. I don't know what to tell you about Cody Epps. I think the kid's an, an NFL receiver. Yeah. But you're only an NFL receiver if you're on the field. Yeah. And I think we're just now starting to scratch the surface of maybe he's got the full repertoire available to him. But I, I think Keaton Slovis, has he been spectacular? No, he's not. And the interceptions are a problem. But I, I need LJ Martin 20 times a game at a minimum. I need assignment sound football on the offensive line. And and I think if we can get this group of wide receivers healthy, I, I love Isaac Rex. Throw Isaac Rex the football. You yeah. know, like they give me Cody Epps. Give, like put the whole package together. 
and listen, then if Keaton's not the guy or or if if you're if you're out of bull camp, whatever it might be, then let's maybe talk yeah. about the future. But that was for fall camp. That was for spring football. That was for I mean, it, it just feels oddly timed to me. I guess yeah. that's what I'm saying. And I, I agree with you. And and I, I and I'm sure I, I have some personal bias with this. Uh, I'm a big fan uh, of Isaac Rex. Uh, I his father uh, was my roommate. I knew his mom and dad oh, wow. in, in college. Um, I, I've watched this kid grow up. Obviously, we all witnessed what he was able to do as a freshman at BYU. His father, by the way, was a freshman All American as well at the tight end position. Uh, he comes from great stock, and I, I feel like he's been un, underutilized. Uh, this this has nothing to do with with Keaton Slovis' underwhelming uh, performance this season, and it, it makes you just wonder: okay, is it the offensive line? I look at the offensive line, and I think, man, if if we could get more effective on the offensive line, everything changes. And right now, and this is not unique to BYU. Everything starts there. We've seen that with the University of Utah. But they yeah. they have at times shown that their offensive line certainly is much better at getting to the second level than BYU with their zone blocking techniques have been able to this year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I also think we we as, we as fanatics, mm-hmm. I think we the first thing we want to do is fire coaches. And I think, again, we forget – what the expectation was and where this team has achieved. And I think mm-hmm. what Jay Hill defensively has done, I, I just don't know why you don't ride it out. And maybe we've established the the identity of this team, but I think Kalani, I think Jay Hill, I, I, you want to talk about A-Rod after the season? I, okay, fine. But I, it's November 2nd. Yeah, Everything for BYU to play for is right here in front of them. I just don't understand the knee jerk. And I think Hans has done a really nice job on the broadcast of talking about this stuff. Like, yeah, there are little things that this offensive line has to do that make Keaton Slovis throwing that pick six a couple of weeks ago. That play goes away if the offensive line is assignment zone. Mm-hmm. You know and what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I just think we're ahead of it. And by the way, the other thing I have to ask you is the Big 12 schedule matrix come comes out. And I just want to say, let's go rivalry <laughs> every single yeah. year, BYU and Utah. I, I'm here for it. Are you a fan of the the oh, rivalry game every year? I'm telling you, when the, when the schedule came out, and I think we all knew that, of course, BYU was going to be playing Utah, but to be scheduling it at the end of the year, and you know, makes it puts a big smile on my face because it makes take, takes me back to to the days when I was playing, and then ever since, you know, watching these two teams play, one of if not the best rivalries that you will find, and certainly you can put it up against any rivalry in the country. It is that good. And to be able to have it uh, back in where it should be, right, where it means something. And, I, you know, I love the years when both teams were competitive and there was something on the line when you were playing at the end of the year that had to do with with conference um, championship or, you know, wh- whatever the case may be, and not just bragging rights. And, and you know, I think both teams are a little more evenly matched. I think the University of Utah certainly uh, had some advantages going into this because of their years in the Pac-12, and there might be a little bit of a learning curve, but we, ha- we got the last one. So I-, I think that, you know, from that standpoint, uh, it could be a better time to renew 
what I think is one of the best rivalries in college football. So I'm, I'm excited about it. And back to, to what, something you said about LJ Martin. You guys have heard me say this before as a former running back. I have a formula. My formula is very simple. You give your bell cow best running back 20 carries. He's going to give you 100 yards and a touchdown every single game if you can get him those 20 carries. And to this point, we haven't been able to run the ball effectively enough to warrant that, okay, we're going to give this guy 20 carries. But yeah. I think that L.J. Martin, you know, in spite of the fact that, that he is a freshman, is ready for that type of responsibility. Yeah, and you need it. You need, he's yeah. shown you the he's at least he's captured my imagination about what the top end could be. Yeah. That and, and I think this we've gotten spoiled watching BYU football with Jaron and Zach Zach Wilson before that. And and we've gotten Jamal Williams and and we've we've gotten spoiled with the Tyler Algiers yeah. making the Superman play. Like we're expecting miracles. This kid's a freshman, he's had some injury issues now. But give him the chance to fail. Yeah. Give him, it's, it, it, way back in the day, good old Matt Suey from the Chicago Bears always used to pound into my head, hey, give me a chance to fail. Let football players fail. And I, I that has resonated with me since day one. Let yeah. L.J. Martin show me he's not the guy, Alema. And and to, to your point, you look at Zach Wilson or, or you know any of the successful quarterbacks that BYU's had, you can always look back and you can point to a Harvey Onga or a Jamal Williams or a Tyler Algiers, you can point to somebody that was, you know, the guy that gave them stability on the ground and allowed them to have effective play action and, and things to be able to set up the pass. Did Tyler Algier really make that play? Did he really? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I still go back to that, him punching that ball beast. real quick because yeah. you're sitting in the beautiful studios of the Delta yeah. Center. Um how are you feeling about the Jazz? I know it's very early. It was nice to see them have a, a nice run last night. But it a lot of people feel like the Jazz are not as as good as they were last year. What is your early assessment of that club? I, I, you know, they say the comparison is the, is the thief of joy. We're making comparisons to last year where they came out and they beat Denver right out of the gate at home. And just automatically people are like, oh, my gosh. And then, then you know, they're leading the West 10 and 15 games into, this, into the season. Um, but they had Mike Conley. So it, this, this has been a very different beginning of the season. They looked fantastic last night. Um, they were hitting shots. Uh, guys are playing different roles right now. They're playing point guard by committee. So there's a lot of things that they're still feeling out that I think it's, it, you know, it, 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 you do yourself uh, a disservice by trying to compare it to last year because Mike Conley was a part of that last year. And this year I, I, I look at Keontae George and I think that guy, that guy is, he's a baller. He is the point guard of the future for the Utah jazz um, but that takes time. And so the one thing that whether it's BYU fans, Utah fans, Utah jazz fans, the one things that fanatics don't have is patience. And I always encourage people just, just be patient and watch this team develop. I promise you that they will surprise you down the stretch because I feel like the expectations are, are a little ambiguous right now. Some are a little too high and some after, you know, losing, the, the first or three out of the first four, some probably a little too low. And then last night, they give you a little hope again, but it's against a Memphis team that doesn't have John Morant, Stephen Adams, and, and hasn't won a game this season. So 
be patient, Jazz, Jazz Nation, because this thing will come together. I promise you that uh, Will Hardy is, has, has proven that he's the kind of coach that can do that. But it's going to take a little bit of time for this team to kind of get their bearings, especially at that guard position. And so yes. it's going to take a minute. Colin Sexton, was that his best game as a Jazz man? You think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And and part of it is, and if you talk to Colin Sexton, right, his his main goal is, right, he's got many, but his main goal is I'm going to play all 82. Last year he was on, really, he was on, on minute restrictions and then, you know, holding him out for different games because of the injury and making sure that the hamstring is okay along with the, the, the knee, all of the things that go into that. And I think that last night was a game where we got to see Colin Sexton going downhill, uh, the things that he does well, and being able to distribute and to hit shots. Uh, certainly it was his best game, in my opinion, as a jazz man. And I think we'll see more of that. And, you, got, you know, we always got to remember how young these guys are. And yeah. it's easy to kind of, you know, question yourself, lose your confidence a little bit. And a game like that last night, I think, really good for Colin Sexton and in the grand scheme, good for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and I don't know that the five guys or and let's be realistic, the nine guys that are going to make the playoffs mm -hmm. the next time around for this team or really lead this team forward. You have an odd mix of toys here right now. And I yeah. think you, with the, have the guard heavy, I love Keontae. I think that I think this draft is going to bear a lot of fruit. So I, I agree with you 100%. TridayTrading.com. Um, should I know or not know after 30 days how amazing TridayTrading.com is? <laughs> I believe in you, Monty. You should be able to know. And if you are able to know and I'm able to know, then that means the vast majority of our viewers right now will know within 30 days whether or not this thing is right for, for them. And, and all it takes is a $10 commitment. And that $10 not going to try day trading is going to a charity. And it's really just to, to get you involved, a little skin in the game so that, that you can really dive into this thing. And if you do that for 30 days with access to all of the resources available, you will know after 30 days, whether this thing is going to work for you or not. And trust me, um, if it is right for you, you will kind of catch that fever and you're just like, man, this is something that I really want to get into. I want to pursue more. And uh, Tri-Day Trading, as they always do, is going to pour their energy into you because they're going to be the ones funding the account for you to trade. You are trading their money and you are keeping up to 80% of the profits. I can't think of a better deal or a better way to get involved. And Tri-Day Trading, those are my guys and, and they will take care of you. Love it. Alema, my guy, always good to see you, man. You look fantastic as usual. Let's do it again soon. All right, 6.30 tonight, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip. We'll see you on TV. On Jazz Plus. Jazz on Jazz go, Plus. Let's go. I'm a Jazz Plus subscriber. So. I love it. Love it too, man. Good to see you. We'll talk yeah. to you again soon. Alema Harrington right there. I love that guy. Like I, I'm telling you, finally, I am not the only one on the show espousing the greatness of LJ Martin. <laughs> finally, and I love, that's my guy. And what a dilemma say, 20 carries. Give yeah. the guy 20 carries because he's earned it. I'm telling you, if you give him 20 carries, LJ Martin is, is the bell cow. He can do the job. And I, I this thing, and if you're outside the BYU walls, uh, maybe you don't know, there is a lot of, and I haven't I haven't seen the, the Twitterverse yet today on post-practice, but there's a lot of belief that uh, Keaton Slovis is is not going to be the starting quarterback at BYU. Yeah. Um, 
I, I mean, where are you at with that? Yeah, I mean, I think that obviously we haven't seen anything official, and I didn't in combing through. Like, you know, a lot of times, like, coaches will subtly say, like, well, we'll evaluate them, or, you know, like, you'll kind of get some of that coach talk. I haven't really heard any of that with Keaton, um, or about Keaton, I should say. So, to me, I, I, I don't know. I think I have to assume he's going to play because I haven't heard anything. I mean, well, there's some rumors, right? But, like, I mean, we just, there hasn't even yeah. been, like, Oh yeah, like we'll evaluate them or what? Like nothing. So I, I I don't know, but but I don't. What I do know is that I wouldn't be benching them. I'm I'm gonna no. do an alum. I I think that that BYU fan needs to put this season into perspective and understand that while BYU or while Keaton Slovis is not some game wrecker, he's also uh, a pretty solid. Look at this chart. Yeah, this is the amount of pressure each quarterback in the conference has received. Uh, Donovan Smith, 88 pressures. Emory Jones at Cincy, 83. And hey, look at that. Keaton Slovis, 74 <laughs> pressures. And then it's a marketable fall off to back to Iowa State, Morris at TCU, Bowman at, at uh, Oak State. Like you look at the offensive line at BYU is a problem. And I'm telling you, if it, it this is right here in front of your face. And furthermore, if you're a tech fan, look all the way at the bottom there. Tyler Shuck, like that was it. I'm telling you, you look at look at Jason Bean at Kansas, playing really well. Only 30 pressures, right? You look at the, the look at the teams. Look at Garrett Green, 31 pressures, right? You look at Quinn Ewers at Texas, 56 pressures. Will Howard, 59. Yeah. Dylan Gabriel, 61. I, I mean, it's a lot to to be pressured 74 times. It's a ton. I mean that that is and he's not a dual threat guy. Bro, that is a that is a lot of pressure. I'm telling you, if if they bench Keaton Slovis, it's gonna be this whole normal thing where I, I just will continue to tell you 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 can put Joseph Smith himself at quarterback for BYU. And if you don't run the football enough, if you don't figure out this offensive line, Rose, it's not gonna matter who the quarterback is. God bless. It, it, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Tim Tebow himself could be the quarterback. The J-I-M-M-E-R yeah. can be the quarterback. It doesn't matter because you're not going to have time to operate. Yeah, and I think BYU, the bigger problem for BYU is that, you know, that whole conversation around the receiving core and, you know, Cody Epps and Gano Hill and, like, you know, all the different names that you've got. There hasn't been that synergy there yet this year with that group and Keaton. And I think that that that's another thing. I mean, if you're going to have an offensive line, that's going to allow pressure on your quarterback, you at least got to have playmakers running through that secondary. And, and while I love Cody Epps and I love the guys in that receiver room, like yeah. if the connection just hasn't quite, quite been there yet to the level where it's like, it's okay if Keaton's got to roll the pocket because we know this guy is, you know, going to be there. Yep. And that's what I think is hard. Mike Smith, uh, or excuse me, Mike Phillips, Joseph Smith has good size, but his arm is garbage. He's got a rotator cuff thing. Hanging onto a white salamander like that, it tends to wear out on your, uh, I should stop. The Todd father, BYU better be careful or they'll lose the rest of their games. They shouldn't panic, in my opinion. Yeah. Run the football. Run the football. That's what I would tell you. Run the football. Uh, Ron Nolan, Alema sounds exactly like his brother. Does he really? Mike Smith, soakers, earthquakers, heartbreakers, velvet, charmer, time, come to pay your dues. Now you're messing with, oh, okay. Okay, you know. 
Uh, Giggity, all these soakers in the chat talking Star Trek while the great Alema Harrington is on. Everybody is, see, this is why I wear black every day. Everybody's losing their shit. Yeah, dude, are you a BYU fan now, dude? Shirt. Like, what the hell? I wear a blue shirt one day. Am I not entitled to feel sexy for 10 minutes? Man, that was I while I was. I don't get to feel that today. That's so. why I was playing golf. Well, because you have COVID. Um, uh, what? Uh, Tanner. The coronavirus. Keaton is starting. This offense will uh, instantly be worse if Ratzliff comes in. Don't disagree. Lance Johnson, I would have waited two hours for her. I heard that about you. Um, the cack. <laughs> why? Why? Um, they better not bench Keaton. I think if he just lets it rip and has better blocking, he can put up some numbers. He does not have a lot of time. No, he does not. Jeff Wilbert, the rock says it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy and Joe's X's and O's boats and hoes. Okay. Boats and hoes. Okay. I mean the, you know, the Catalina wine mixer is the best event of the year. Damn right. You know, Monty wore his coat of many colors that his mama made for him. I love my mother. No, I don't. Uh, David Myers, not a Michigan fan, but they have a non-con with Texas at home. Then USC, Washington, Oregon, and Ohio State. Sheesh. Yeah, we were talking about this with uh, the Big Ten schedule. Does Michigan really have a difficult schedule? Are you a Michigan fan plant? Kind of feel like you are. Um, SC... Minnesota, Minnesota. Mini, Minnesota. Is that really that tough of a, a start to the schedule? No. I mean, you're non con stuff. I will agree with that. Washington, Washington. I'm sorry. Washington, Wooder. Uh, open, Illinois, Michigan State, Oregon, Indiana, open, Northwestern, the, the on your schedule. So I don't think that's, di- I don't think that's easy, certainly. But you look at, Look at SC's schedule. I mean, Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan on the road, change your signals. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Penn State. Yes, I'm a jerk. Uh, Maryland, Rutgers, Washington, Washington, open. Nebraska, UCLA, open. Yeah. How come you're, where's Notre Dame? With all due respect. My R and we. I mean, I don't, I think SC got a pass. Notre Dame, our mother. I think Illinois got a pass. And you're not going to have every schedule be ball breaking, but yeah. certainly it's, it, you would think. Yeah. I mean, the fighting line, I got a, got a pass. There's yeah. no doubt. But, I would agree. You know. Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show, presents our number three of the show, Grum. Here it is right here, guys. You feeling better? No. No, you look terrible, too. Thank you. Uh, bucked up energy. Go get your free buck shots in the description below. Are you really not feeling better? Uh, the buck shot definitely gave me some. I can always. Buckshot always gives me a, a kick, but I can certainly attest to the. Are you warming over death? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Are you really? A little bit. Yeah. How are we feeling? Uh, we're probably like a six out of ten, I would say. Jake texted me last night. And it's like, hey, bro, not feeling so good. I, I, you know, I've been taking Dayquil all day. Hey, did you tell me you weren't feeling good? No. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. No. Okay. Uh, why didn't you tell me you weren't feeling good? Why do Why do I have to tell you? 
because we work five feet from each other. So anyway, um, do you do, like you going to need a day off? No, I'll go. Ain't, ain't no days off. Ain't no days off. When's the last time you took some of the uh, code orange? Uh, two hours and 10 minutes ago. Jake is on the uh, day quill grind. Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. This is a code kind of board. I mean, look, I, you can't miss a show, dude. Show's a show. Like, uh, you can't miss it. I mean, I'd be open to take a day off tomorrow so that we could golf, rest. Uh, you need to get your tea time. I mean, your nap. By the way, we're uh, watching uh, Lubbock, Texas, TCU, and uh, Texas Tech about to kick off. We'll keep you up to date on that game. Uh, but make sure you get in the description below. Get your six free buck shots from buckedup.com. You guys, it's 200 milligrams of caffeine and a bunch of brain food poured into one small bottle. It's the best energy shot on the market. You think about all your other energy shots. Look at the ingredients. Look how long the ingredient list is. Artificial colors, artificial flavors. You like these, you know, manufactured caffeine sources that are just not good for you. So you get these spikes and then a drop. When you use Buckshot from buckedup.com, you get even level energy. You just feel better. You have more mental clarity. So if you're that three o'clock guy who had fettuccine Alfredo for lunch and you're doing your COVID head nod, you're like, whoa, whoa, but you got to put that pivot table in. You got to get that Excel spreadsheet, that conference call, that big sales meeting. And you're just not feeling up to snuff. Pop a Buckshot. Trust me when I say it'll get you through. Make every day your best day in the description below. Hook it up. And if you want, get to buckedup.com and use the promo code Monty to get 20% off your purchase at buckedup.com. How about that uh, TCU first play? Big shot, missed it. Yeah. This is a game. Yeah, it is. This is, if if TCU doesn't win this game, I mm, not bowl eligible. That's going to be a question. Yeah. Josh Hoover, he's, he's going to have to. good so far. He I has, mean, but Hoover's going to have to carry TCU. Yeah. I don't think that my ear is ringing like crazy. Uh, I think he, I think. Is it the vid? I don't think it's the vid, although you haven't gotten cocoa tested. <laughs> I have a cocoa test at home. I mean, are you, do you have the cojones to take, do you think it, you, you I just, uh, yeah, I, I'll, if you want me to take it, I'll take it. I just, my, my main point with the testing portion is like, okay, cool. I have it. So now what, we're going to cancel the shows. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, Hoover just got lit. Texas tech is coming for that ass. Three and out for TCU on the first drive. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, Hoover to the rescue, not so much. Jim Choi, T, uh, Texas Tech TCU is on Fox Sports, not ESPN. Yeah, we know. I, I'm watching it look quite literally <laughs> right in front of me. I don't What do you mean by that? Uh, Ram Spencer, the FBI might tie their investigation to the gym. He might go down with for criminal charges. I, we're, that's way ahead of it. Way ahead of it. Uh, Jake, do you have a temperature Ron Nolan wants to know? Uh, I'm not sure to be honest. There's with you. only one way to really take your temperature. Uh, Q Janus. I mean, I, I I'm here. I mean, for I you. ain't saying you know. Uh, oh, you know. You know. Here I am. Jake needs double buckshot. Yes, he does. Dude. Yes, he does. I'm. T if you guys have not tried buckshot, or if you have, I think everybody who tries buckshot loves it. Yeah, it's a great product. It is. Get it free in the description below. I'm telling you. Uh, Woodworth says bourbon kills all viruses. Well, 
COVID cojones test administered in the taint. Wow. Wow. The Todd father. COVID, oh, starts, clean, COVID starts now with a sinus infection type symptoms. The coronavirus. What, are, you, what are your symptoms? Neat. What are Thanks. You, what are you feeling? Thanks for the support. Appreciate it. What, what, are, you, what are you feeling? <laughs> Thanks. Taj Brooks getting Is going. this the tiger? Lance, wait a minute. I thought Sonny Dykes was the best coach since sliced bread. He's pretty damn good coach. I'd take him in Notre Dame. Uh-huh. Uh, OG Gary, Duke and Wake. Okay. I'm watching TCU, Texas Tech. Who did Slice Bread coach for again? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember. Lance says, trust Ron. He's a doctor. Ron Nolan, you're a doctor? What did Ron say? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Ryan Willie, Nebraska versus Wisconsin, November 18th, 2024, Alabama versus Wisconsin. I love it. I love it. Oh, Cleveland Rocks. Sorry, I missed you. Sorry, not focused. I'm getting a Roto-Rooter procedure Monday. Oh. Let's go. You guys got to get Q you. Janus. And I think we as men need to have these conversations, and yeah. I'm not even trying to be awkward. I don't know why as dudes we can't talk about things like snoring, things like sleep apnea, things like colonoscopies. Like we joke on the show about having a long colon. I quite literally had my first colonoscopy May. Yeah. Something like that. My doctor, I wake up. And my doctor's like, you have a really long colon. Can you measure it? Yeah, but I have normally long colon. Hey, man, <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, if the shoe fits, you know. Yeah, but the big, the good news was I, I had stop. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Uh, but I had no polyps. Right. Nothing. Right. Clear colonoscopy. You got to get a colonoscopy. You got to, and we joke about it all the time. You got to look at your poop, dude. Yeah, I'm telling people are like, that's disgusting. No, it's not. Like it's it, it, if you're fighting it, you you guys look at this new Yeti I got. Like I'm a trendsetter, like first guy in my family to have this kind of Yeti. Right. Like it's a it's amazing. <laughs> what? Come on, guy. What's wrong? If you're going to bust my ass about being sick, at least don't take my thunder with a Yeti. I am the first one in the family to have a Yeti. I didn't say I was the first one to have a Yeti. I said I was the first one to have a Yeti like this. Right. Even though it's the exact same model as mine. No, mine's black. Well, yours is pink. So it's fine. But the yeah, point is, you guys, we have to stop running from uncomfortable, uncomfortable medical stuff. Yeah. And it's why we brought Sound Sleep Medical on the show. Um, I'm telling you, if you're, if you're a guy that snores, if you're somebody that you wake up gasping, if you don't sleep well, if you're tired all the time, you guys, you got to get a sleep evaluation. And I'm not telling you to go into a laboratory and, and have all kinds of crap strapped to your face. Like, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm telling you to go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty, sign up for the free sleep evaluation. It's in your home. They're going to give you a monitor you wear on your chest, a ring you wear on your finger. You sleep through the night and they tell you what your situation is. Hey, do you snore? Hey, do you have sleep apnea? Did you stop breathing? But we won't do it because we're guys and we don't need help. And we've got to stop doing that stuff. We've got to stop being prideful or scared to go to the doctor. Hey, I have a pain in my balls. I don't want to go to the doctor. Well, okay, well, then you're going to die. Um, you know, like, hey, you know, what's your cholesterol? I don't know. How do you not get a physical every year, dude? And I understand some people don't have health insurance. Okay, that's one thing. That's a different conversation. But if if you have health insurance and, and you don't get a physical every year, why? Why? Well, I don't want some guy putting his finger in my prostate. Why? 
Why do you, why? Tell me why. Explain to me why. You'd rather die from prostate cancer. Hey, I have pain in my back. Hey, I have, okay, go get it looked at. And I, I just don't understand why we won't do it. And it, it really scares me because I know that we we have so many people who just look past it. Yeah. Jeff Woodworth, Monty has a video of my colonoscopy. It looks like a raccoon coming out of a dumpster. Oh, is that what that is? I was trying to figure out why you sent that to me. <laughs> oh, fucking God. Dude, that's... Dude. Your your butthole is hairy, dog. Yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> what? That butthole hairy, dog. But you you've got to go to you've got to go to your you got to go to the doctor, uh, Lance. As long as you don't remember uh, the experience, it's all good. The prep is the worst part. The prep's not bad anymore. My prep was nothing. I had uh, Gatorade and I can't remember what it's called now. That the stuff that makes you poop all the time. Um, you mix two bottles of Gatorade, you drink that you're done. I had to do a longer, oh boy, major injury in the TCU game. Oh, that's not good. Wright is on his knees begging for assistance. Um, the prep is not bad anymore. It used to be, oh my good gracious. That looks like a not good ankle. Uh, but the colonoscopy prep, you drink it. It does not taste bad. You get to use Gatorade. I used orange Gatorade. And now I know my prep, I needed double prep. The, I went in for two procedures. The first one, no, two stocked up with the pooper, dude. So I had to go home and re I, I actually cried because I, I think it's two days you don't eat or something. Yeah. And I had to do two more days. It was brutal brutal but it's not nearly as bad as it used to be nathan montgomery for two dollars what's the point of hiring a dc if you can steal signs because you still have to coach your players you still got to coach your players man like you're talking about michigan yeah i mean you know like they yeah what do you mean cool so you 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 don't need a defensive system you don't need to recruit you don't need to coach players up you don't need to teach them how to attack plays you got to coach your kids, man. It's not, you know, uh, salty drunk. I have a pain in my ass. Some people call it a wife, LOL. Oh, come on, man. Uh, OG Gary, red yetis are an A tier. No, black is the alpha tier. Alpha tier. John DeLon, orange Gatorade, fruit punch, or get the f out. You can't have red. Yeah. You cannot drink or eat anything. You can't eat anything. But you can't uh, drink anything red before your colonoscopy. It's got to be all cleared out. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. Of course you would go fruit punch. Of course you would. Um, Nathan Montgomery, coordinator, not assistance. Right. You need, guy, you need to have a staff of people. Do you understand how coaching staffs work? You have a coordinator who's like, okay, I'm going to run a 3-4. I'm going to run a 4-3. Uh, we're a Tampa 2. Like, you run a defensive style. And then he coordinates the entire defense and calls the defense. The defensive back coach coaches the DBs. There's a linebacker coach, a D-line coach. Why do you think the defensive coordinator sits up in the booth and all the assistants are on the sideline? Yeah. Because the like, coordinator runs the defense. The assistants run the position groups within the defense. Yeah, what are you talking this about? This is not difficult. Uh, Mike Smith, coaches, coach players, secret insider info. Yeah, I know, right? 
Like, dude, what what are we talking about, dude? Infowars.com. Did you have jellos with your prep? I did with my first colonoscopy. I did. Mrs. Mo Mrs. Motsi's a saint. She took care of me on my prep. Yeah. I I I woke up from the first colonoscopy and I cried. Because they're like, you gotta come back. I'm like, oh my God. It was the worst thing in the world. Uh, DeLon, already read that one. The Todd father, no red because of the blood and stuff. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Because if you add red Gatorade, it makes your colon look red. And you don't want that. You want it to look normal. So, yeah. you know. Uh, OG Gary, grape Gatorade is underrated. It's the best. Oh, it's the goat, dude. It's absolutely it's the, the goat, in my opinion. There's nothing like golfing. And because at Canyons, Canyon spoils us. They have ice coolers on their carts. No, I don't know of many other courses around that do. You take a Gatorade, you put it in the cooler, and at the turn, you start drinking that Gatorade. It's ice cold. Oh, so refreshing. So good. So, so good. Um, all right. Should we reset the headlines on the Monty yeah. Show? I think we should absolutely do that. Uh, let's get you the latest on the Michigan cheating scandal uh, to kick off the hour here on the Monty Show, presented by The Advocates at theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates, Big Ten coaches on a conference call today, according to ESPN. Uh, Pete Thamel reporting uh, that coaches on a conference call with Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten, called for action against Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, saying that they have all the information, they have all the evidence. What are you waiting for? Um, was the overwhelming uh, narrative on that call. And now a lot of people have said you have to let these investigations play out. But Big Ten coaches were pretty adamant. It's not a question of what happened. I think we know what happened based on the fact that you've identified the, the figurehead of that investigation, uh, which is, you know, to me, I Connor Stallions, I think he's probably the face of the scandal. Uh, but you also have quotes from people who went to the games for him, uh, talking about how much they were paid and what they were asked to do. Uh, you have all kinds of evidence of Michigan knowing the exact play and formation and hand signals and video of Connor Stallions talking to coordinators, talking to coaches, allegedly on the sideline at Central Michigan wearing recording glasses. Like you have all this evidence. It's no longer a question. Did it happen? I don't think that's in question anymore. And neither do Big Ten coaches who have known about this for years. Uh, also of note today, we were told by sources close to the situation that Tony Petiti will meet with Michigan administration tomorrow uh, with the idea of suspending Jim Harbaugh. Now, that is all predicated on the fact that Tony Petiti also, and I believe they are done now, had calls today with all of the athletic directors in the Big Ten as well as presidents in the Big Ten to discuss this. I think it's very interesting that Tony Petiti will be in Ann Arbor tomorrow for the NCAA lacrosse championships, but he is also scheduled tomorrow morning to meet with Michigan administration. I think there's a very good chance Tony Petiti suspends Jim Harbaugh tomorrow. Jake, do you think that happens? Yeah, I think there's a pretty good chance of it happening. And, and really, I think the conversation is less about if it happens and more about like how long the suspension is going to be. Like, what are we actually looking at? Because I, I, I'm not sure that there is at this point anything acceptable. Uh, 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 other than a full, like the rest of the season being suspended. I, I, I don't know what else you would, 
do with it because ultimately you know that the process and the investigation and this whole thing is going to go well past this season. You know, we're probably going to be middle Q1 before this thing really gets settled and we really get finality, I would guess. So to me, I, 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 I think that the rest of the season is, is proper, but yeah, I mean, do I think he's going to get suspended? Yeah, I think he's going to get suspended. I think when your coaches and ADs are in alignment on that, and they're asking you to do something, you're going to do it because you ultimately you work for them and you work for the health of the conference. So to me, yeah, I think Jim does get suspended, but um, I think the length of that really was determined That's in those question. conversations. That's the question. How much vitriol for Jim Harbaugh is there? How much hatred or negative animosity is there towards, towards Jim? And I have to believe there's a lot. I mean, again, there are a few things that are more disrespectful than cheating your opponent. You know, even if you were to lose, you know, even if Michigan was to lose to an opponent in the Big Ten, just the idea that you were cheating to beat them is terrible. And, you know, I, I, I it, there's nothing that there's nothing that fixes that. So to me, I, I think that uh, the rest of the season is warranted because we're in November now. But that's that remains to be seen. Yeah, and I don't think you necessarily put a timeline on it. And And I was told today again that there's a cumulation effect of issues at Michigan. And that term lack of institutional control that we talked about so much last week continues to rear its ugly head because now we have this new story today about a uh, Michigan football staffer that was reportedly um, caught on video buying liquor before going to or attempting to meet a 13-year-old girl. Um, I, I mean, this is, I, I don't worst. even know what you say about this. The this worst is, of the worst. This is at thecomeback.com is where we found it. And it, it's remarkable to me that you have this situation where you have a staffer who's under FBI investigation. You have your head coach on level one and level two violations. He's admitted to and taken a three-game self-imposed suspension. You have a, a major cheating scandal in that same university. And now today we find out that a Michigan football staffer in a Michigan football sweatshirt was buying alcohol and then believed he was going to meet a 13-year-old girl. He was, when that video was turned over to Michigan, he was fired. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. At what point, and, and I continue to ask Michigan fans this, at what point do you say enough is enough? When do you stop fighting for Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, I mean, I think the most, the, the most passionate defender of Jim Harbaugh will never stop defending Jim until they get, you know, just concrete, no doubt about it, not a shadow of a doubt evidence that all this stuff happened and Jim knew about it. And and I the reason I add in that little part about Jim knew about it is because Michigan fan loves to say, oh, Jim never knew. Oh, bro, Jim didn't know about that computer crime that the FBI is investigating. He didn't know about Stallions. Stallions is a rogue agent within the organization who just did all this on his own and, Man. you know, just happened to be on. Like, that's where Michigan, a lot of Michigan fans live. And I think that that's what's who, difficult. Who the who the heck are you hiring, right? You're hiring a guy in, in Matt Weiss who's under FBI investigation. You're hiring Jim Harbaugh who's admitted to a level one and level two violations. You hired a, a guy in Connor Stallions who is now spearheaded one of the largest cheating scandals in the, the 
the Big Ten, probably history. Yeah. Not the biggest, but one of the biggest. And now you have a guy that was on video buying alcohol with the idea of meeting a minor girl afterward. Who are you hiring? I want the best people. I don't get it. And there's also this update on the Connor Stallion situation. And you may think this is silly, but you've all seen the video of Connor Stallions on the sideline at Central Michigan. So you know that he was wearing Ray-Bans. Well, it turns out, allegedly, this person who might have been Connor Stallions on the Um, Central Michigan sideline. And again, here we are on Thursday, and I'm still waiting for the mailroom clerk who's like, yeah, hey, by that wasn't cut. That was me. Who the f*** is that guy? Hey, this is my neighbor's cousin's brother, Tony. Um, He was the kid on the sideline. Tony, why don't you go ahead and... But we haven't seen that yet. So I have to believe it's Connor Stallions. Wearing the Ray-Ban sunglasses. Anybody notice the blue light? Right there. Look at the blue light turn on on his Ray-Bans. Do you see that? Why is that significant? Because he leans out from behind a coach. The blue light turns on. And if those are the glasses that reports have said that they are, they're recording glasses. So he's looking at the Michigan State sideline because Central Michigan was playing Michigan State. He's looking at the Michigan State sideline recording. It's awfully difficult to deny this now. And again, I'm just going to ask if this isn't Connor Stallions because Jim McElwain yesterday was pretty straightforward with sign-stealing guy. Before we go any farther, We've obviously are aware of a picture floating around so with the the uh, the sign stealer guy. Um. Yeah, the problem with that is Jim McElwain and two of his staff members worked at Michigan in 2018 when Connor Stallions was there. Oh, they know Connor Stallions. So the the sign stealer guy. Yeah, before we go any farther. Um, We've obviously are aware of a picture floating around so with the the uh, the sign stealer guy. You're uh, full of crap. Come on, guy. And I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I can't. I can, like, again, produce, if this was not the sign stealer guy, who was it? Who was it? Tell me who it is because you should know already. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's surprising to me that he came to that press conference. Is that tuberculosis? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, okay, it's good. surprising to me he came to that press conference and didn't have anything better than our people are looking into it. Touchdown, Texas Tech, by the way. Uh, Baron Morton runs it in for the uh, Red Raiders. Pew, pew! Probably too much. Uh, we need to get some tortillas in the studio if they're going to be playing. Right. Pew pew. Uh, anyway, uh, Texas Tech up six nothing pending the extra point. We will keep you up to date on uh, on that one. I, I just don't understand why they haven't yeah outed this guy yet. Lance Johnson. It was always Tony's dream to stand on the Chippewa sideline. Listen, this is okay. Now I know there's been a lot of talk about sign stealer asshole hey or whoever this kid is that I never knew in 2018. When I worked with him at Michigan, Three never knew him. This is inaccurate. No, I've never seen that guy before, okay? Um, but this is Enrique. He um, cleans my sister's brother's garage uh, floor 
every other Tuesday. And he came to me and he said, Coach, it's been my dream to be a football coach at Central Michigan University. Can I get some Ray-Bans? We still never talk sometimes. And who am I to say no? So I said, okay, dude, let's do this. Isn't that right, Enrique? I don't oh, know. Dear. I, oh, my. I mean, yeah. Uh, yep, always my dream. Wanted to be a coach, MCU. No, I, Don't lie to me. That was, it's, it's CMU. CMU, Central uh, Missouri University. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not from here. I'm. Conf- it's easy to confuse it. Yeah. I live in Florida. Vote DeSantis. All right, thanks. Yes, yes, yes. Where is the kid? Where's Enrique? I, I, I don't know. Where's Enrique? And my question is, what's it going to be next time that that there's media availability? What's it going to be? Okay, well, see, my my daughter's son's brother's aunt, who's technically my sister, her name's Rhoda. Her son, Leonard, um, he came to me in a dream. And he said, listen, cuz, I'm going to need to get that VB pass, bro. Okay, man. Now, I heard VB. He actually said VD. Completely honest mistake. My bad. Could have happened. <laughs> no redos. I should. It's true, though. Like, come on. Innocent man, bro, bro, bro. Listen, this is Calvin. Okay, he, he pumps my balls up. And he came to me and said he wants to stand on the bench. Friends with Tom Brady, squoes his balls, too. Who am I to say no to a kid who's okay. spending so much time? Gave him the VD. <laughs> Wait, different situation. The VB, know that. Listen, what I had meant to Can say. Can you measure it? V, v, visitors. Judy, Judy Dench. McCack. Judy Dench. Jay. All right, this press conference is. <laughs> I don't really understand what you're saying. I gave the VD. All right, let's move on. I uh, think I've hit it every time. Yeah, you, you know. Uh, Mike Smith says ball pumper, rumper, thumper, whatever. Exactly. We know these guys are going to come uh, a lot. A lot. John DeLon, you should have the best Connor Stallions joke contest. No, uh, no. A lot. No. Uh, Aaron Wilson, tech going to win tonight. Pew, pew. Um, that was very aggressive. It, it, I, it felt aggressive. Yeah, that was an aggressive one. Uh, excuse me. It's sign stealer guy. Okay. This is my, sister. this is my sister's boy sign stealer guy. Okay, he's on the spectrum. Be nice. Like, what, where is the guy? Yeah, he doesn't exist because that was Connor Stallions. <laughs> yeah, you know who the guy is? Connor Stallions. Yeah, I could have told you that. This is my sister Rita's um, kid, Connor. Um, Otherwise known as sign stealer guy. You know. Come on, be better. Be I, better. He just got an interview with Ohio State. The. Ohio State. Why he's going to co-host a podcast with Zach Smith. Two road scholars there. Suckmyass.com. Mike Smith. Coach cannot divulge who that guy was on the sidelines. Is that guy uh, on the sidelines is currently in the witness protection program. Where is the See, Italian? Listen, my, ki- my, my, my sister uh, Rita's kid, Leonard. That's who it was. Fucking Cole Beasley. But he was informing on, on Rudolph. And... Um, you know, so he's in Scottsdale. Pardon me. Uh, um, it, it, um, uh, actually, it's not Scottsdale. They moved him to uh, 
Awatuki. You ought to know you bought it. I probably shouldn't be talking about where Leonard lives now. You know, That's we, why have, we the, have fine mom. You know, the Gotties are going to go and get him. But my point is, it was not sign stealer guy. It was Rita's son, Leonard. Twice removed. On my wife's side. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, okay. Good family talk. That was a really good family talk. Delon, you do understand that McElwain can't just admit that the guy on the sideline is Stallions because that means that Stallions is automatically complicit. And McElwain's fired. No, I mean, he didn't admit it. I mean, he just said, we understand there's a photo of a sign stealer guy on our sideline. Yeah, they don't hand out VD to yeah, just anybody. I mean, dude, Are you like, kidding it's not me? Like, it's not like they hand out victory badges to anybody. Come on. Come on. Joseph Harper, coach of CMU, sounding like uh, McLean Stevenson described the VD in the MASH episode. Now, listen. Those VDs here at CMU, they're really hard to get. Um... Mainly because we're at CMU. We're not Michigan. So we don't get the opportunity to have VDs here. And Sign Stealer guy showed up with his own VD. And I was like, let's do this, kid. Yeah, take it. See ya. Yeah. Come on down the sideline. I didn't know. Me? Nope. No, I was over here with Jim. Me? <laughs> Doesn't make you feel responsible. We're going to hell. It's not real. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, Logan, fact, Navy had a 745 win percentage and was 3-1 and one in bowl games. Let's see where this is going. When Stallions was a student assistant, 435 winning percentage since two bowl games in six years. <laughs> Gumby fresh out. Me? 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 Well, I was over here with Mel Tucker. Me? <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, dude. Bro. Bro, seriously. Wow, Dave. Wow. wow. <laughs> you know, Tanner Plummer. Ah, the good cop Mel Tucker routine. Doesn't make you feel responsible. <laughs> oh my God. Touchdown, TC. No, out of the end zone. Sorry, boss. Uh, I don't even, you, like, you can't even laugh at this anymore. You know what I mean? Like, We've graduated to a new level today since the, hey, he went to buy liquor. She was 13. In advance of hooking up with a 13-year-old, yeah, allegedly. And, and as Chris Hansen can attest to, nobody ever knows that she's a my I thought she was a babe. What? 13? No. I work, I work in Michigan. Me? What? Yeah, you were buying... Isn't ever get down like that on to catch a predator? Touchdown, TCU, Texas Christian University. Christian, uh, DeAndre Rogers catches a touchdown, yeah, TCU, nice. within the extra point of time. The game seven six four thirteen to go in the first quarter. Uh, I, I don't you just love on to catch a predator when everybody's like alcohol, condoms? I didn't know she was 13. Bro. She told me she was 47, dude. Like, That's fucking interesting, man. They all say they didn't know. And the look on their face when Chris walks in, and he's like, I, we were watching an episode today where he goes, he goes, hey, yeah, why don't you take a seat right here? And dude refuses to take a seat. And Chris is like, no, really, take a seat. It's okay. And he's like, well, who are you? And he's like, well, I'll tell you, why don't you take a seat? Dude takes a seat, and he's like, so look, here's the deal. I'm Chris Hansen, and you're going to jail. You're so fucked. And I, I again, I always love it when the guy says to Chris Hansen, can I go? 
And Chris Hansen's like, well, you can go, but you're not going to leave. That motherfucker don't miss, <laughs> and the man. The guy walks outside and the driveway's empty, right? Because there's always a driveway down in the street. Right, of course. The driveway's empty and the guy's like, yes, pedo action in, intact. <laughs> and he goes down the driveway. Woo, woo. And the cops pounce on him and he's like, damn. Oh, and then they put him in a trailer or a bus with all the other pedos. And he's Don't like, oh. touch me there. That, sir, is my no, no square. Oh, look, it's all of me. Yeah. Right. Like I just it's it's such a great show. Boston Mapes, they were just going to hang out. I'm sure she was going to her. Uh, I'm sure he was going to her that uh, talked to her about the dangers of meeting people online. Oh, that's the, there it is. Well, look, I. Well, that's funny. That's what the guy we, said in the video. I was worried about her. Yeah, we were just going to talk. Yeah. Well, then what was the liquor and the condoms for? I, I, oh, I'm here to fix a light bulb in the refrigerator. What do you mean? And heard me. Those are for tomorrow. <laughs> Rita's at home. Uh, I had stopped by the store. Why, yeah. you, why didn't you leave it in the car? In this neighborhood? You got to get stroked. There are a bunch of pedos around here. Dude. Like it's crazy. To, you work at Michigan. You work at Michigan football. I guess the dude <coughs> Gumby fresh out. What dude don't got alcohol and condoms? I'm you know. I've been a rich man and I have been a poor man. Dude, uh, Aaron Wilson to catch up a Wolverine tonight on Fox. Right after cops. <laughs> right. Live PD. Those are the days. Those were the days. OG cops. So dun, 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 and the, the big drum. Yes. Fox, you know, song. Yep. You know, uh, Mike Smith brought, uh, I uh, bought condoms and uh, alcohol to show the youngsters how to make things for home defense. Yeah. I was here to tell her, listen, you can't just talk to guys like me. We're predators. You can't talk to us online like this. Hey, guys. It. it that show it's was ridiculous. That show was amazing. It, it was a hey, uh, real quick update on. Uh, did you guys hear about uh, where is it? Matthew Perry did. So you guys know Chandler from friends. Matthew Perry died in a hot tub. Well, of course he was on drugs, prescription drugs. Pause, no. bro. Pause. Yeah, they got the blood back today and uh, turns out his blood work is clear. Oh, so what's the first thing that people ought to, what, what somebody, Mr. Uh, you know, tuberculosis, Tommy over here says to me, oh, they're investigating foul play. Nobody murdered Matthew Perry. That doesn't mean they're not investigating. Nobody murdered him. <laughs> I feel so bad for you, but I love making fun of it. Um, nobody murdered Matthew Perry. Texas, man. So they found him dead in a hot tub. The story is he had played pickleball, which probably means you're not going to live anyway. Everybody I know who <laughs> plays pickleball has either had their knees replaced or they're dead. Anyway, um, I'm just saying. Nobody said boo. Matthew Perry goes and plays pickleball two hours every day. Yeah. Loves it. Head over heels like everybody deal. else. Yeah. Like pickleball's amazing. Um, But he only plays an hour and he tells his friends, yeah, I don't feel so good. Little rundown. I'm gonna go home. Goes home. He sends his assistant out to run some errands for him. You know, he sends her out of his six million dollar Hidden Hills estate. Right. Prick. Anyway, um, 
So while he's dead, give it to me. What is he going to do with it? Um, sends her away. So let me get this right. A drug addict goes home, sends his personal assistant away, and gets in the hot tub where they later find him dead. He overdosed. So I said, yeah. Yeah, the blood work says he didn't. So you're so, thinking this is like a heart thing. Are we going Epstein and he committed suicide? Those we are all numbers know. of death. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein committed suicide in his jail cell at Rikers. Well said. Um, or did somebody jump the fence and murder Matthew Perry? Because I'm thinking it was probably a heart attack. This sounds that like makes the most sense. Drug addict, and people were saying that he used meth. Yeah. Well, if you use meth, your heart pumps like a small hamster. Yeah, he was a meth and fentanyl guy. Yeah. So yeah. if he used meth, your his heart's pumping like a hamster at Richard Gere's house, right? Yeah. Do you know that reference? No. You should look up hamster Richard Gere. Uh, anyway, the point is, um, I'm a terrible person. Your heart gets burned out. Yeah. He was run down. Hmm. So if we start putting it in terms of a heart attack, you use meth and you use fentanyl. Uh, you are heavy and overweight now. And you play pickleball two days a week, two hours a day, every day of the week. Yeah. You don't feel good. You feel run down. You felt run down for a week. You get in a hot tub and you die. You had a heart attack or your heart just gave out, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. My guess is they're going to find he died from heart failure. Nobody murdered this dude. Uh, I, my guess is he died from heart failure. Yeah. That's what makes the most sense, but they're investigating it for a foul play. Yeah. Jeff Webworth, speaking of colonoscopies, have you heard about Richard Gear? You know, those who know, know. Those who don't, you are missing out. Boom. Out of here. Um, Jim Choi, yep. Now it's supposed to be robbery. No, it's not. Nah, he didn't get robbed, dude. I don't think he got robbed. Nobody's drowning Matthew Perry in his hot tub. Nah. Right? Uh, that's just me, but that's fine. OG Gary says natural death. Totally agree. Uh, DeLon says maybe Matthew Perry died of shame from doing F. Uh, okay. Friends. I don't know what that means. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Ollie Gordon doesn't use condoms because nothing can stop Ollie Gordon. You are not. <laughs> this got out of hand. Fat Jesus. Uh, no one can account for David Schwimmer's whereabouts that day. Was David Schwimmer in the hot tub? You know, I, he didn't get murdered. So. Nah. Joseph uh, says his pickleball session that day wasn't very kosher. Apparently not. No. Uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, blame it on the aliens. Could be. Yeah. UFOs are not real, according to Mrs. Monty. Mike Smith, hot tubs can be problems with those with high blood pressure. So maybe he did have a heart attack. Look at uh, the look at the drummer for the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Longtime addict. His heart just exploded one day. Taylor Hawkins. <coughs> you, you can only outrun the Reaper for so long. Yeah. And especially when you're messing around with fentanyl, dude. Yeah. Days off your life. You're asking. Um, a lot of rich uh, folks' homes get robbed in LA these days. It wasn't a robbery. It was not a robbery. Uh, there was just a conviction in, in that case. Uh, DeLon, when you say clean, do you mean just no drugs or alcohol too? Because being drunk in a hot tub can kill you. His talk screen came back negative. No, no fentanyl, no meth. His, he was not drunk or, or high Yeah, when he died in that hot tub. Uh, speaking of colonoscopies, Richard Gere, Ron Nolan, what do you have uh, that Buck 
What do you have that bucket of crawfish? She wanted to bite the... Bro, what are you talking about, dude? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Salty drunk. Jingles returns tonight. Oh, thank God we're saved. I, I don't know who Jingles is. I thought, oh, Joe Ingles? Didn't he retire in 1994? And besides, he what do you mean returns? The Jazz never traded him. Because we never got beer, did we? Look at me. And if the Jazz had traded Joe Ingles when we said they were going to, we would have gotten beer. Apologize to that man. But now, you know, Doc Holiday over here with tuberculosis can't even drink beer. So send it to me, all of it. You know, how are you feeling? A little better. You want to caught update? a second wind here. You want to update anybody? Yeah, I mean, I, I caught a little second wind. Still sound terrible, but caught a second wind. All right, tuberculosis. Tony, feeling better? Hey, Tone. I can, I can just keep going all day. That's right. Dude. Mike Smith, Connor Stallions was seen in the area, not saying, just saying, hey, man, it's all Connor Stallions' fault. Uh, blame it on the rain. Blame it on... Nope, not doing it. Uh, they got Quincy on the case now in the L.A. Coroner's office. Quincy was a great show. Ever seen Quincy? No. Of course not. Of course not. Don't fear the Reaper. Well, he's coming for all of us. Where is our boy Greg Hawkins at? Don't know. Uh, he was more apt to have a stroke after his coma in 2018. Uh, after his... He had an exploding colon? Is that true? Oh, there are better ways to die. There are better ways to die. Uh, I'm good. Um, one of the ways you can die is you can spend all your money at McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, and finally, McDonald's is expensive. Did you guys see that they have, in some restaurants, $18 for a Big Mac combo? Donnie, you're out of your element. How First much did that cost when you were a kid? <laughs> Three bucks? Not much. I mean, it, it, it not much at all. Not much. At, James Harden really said, I'm not a system player. I am the system. Yeah, he said that. You're dumb. Um, I I would never pay that. I would never pay. Hey, breaking breaking Nizu's. During a, according to Dan Wetzel, during a conference call on Thursday, Big Ten athletic directors urged Commissioner Tony Petiti to make a ruling on Jim Harbaugh. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Now, listen. You know, the hacks on YouTube don't know what we're talking about. Hell, no. Uh, this, is, this is a huge update. Because as we told you right here, um, Tony Petiti spent today on calls around the Big Ten with presidents, athletic directors, and coaches. He had a meeting with all coaches and then asked Jim Harbaugh to get off the call. Jim didn't want to. They essentially said you got to. And for the next hour and change, Big Ten coaches bitched and moaned and essentially demanded that they take action against Michigan. Now, according to uh, Ross Dellinger, for a second time in a week, Big Ten athletic directors met with Tony Petiti encouraging action and giving him their support in any penalty decision. So I think it is very interesting that you have this situation where it's all but, it is all but done. As, as I said earlier today, my sources had told me 
that uh, Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti is going to be in Ann Arbor tomorrow and he will meet with Michigan administration. And it, there is there is growing belief that he will suspend Jim Harbaugh uh, pending the outcome of this investigation. And I think he could take further action than that. Yeah, I think the coaches and athletic directors, I was told directly the coaches asked specifically for Michigan to be uh, taken out of consideration for postseason play. They should be. They should be. How do you not? I, I mean, yeah. it, it's a cheating scandal. How do you not take them out? Yeah. And again, not to be redundant, um, I was told today that it is a situation where it's mounting and this this snowball is now at the bottom of the hill. And it's the level one, level two violations, the FBI investigation, the massive football cheating scandal, and now the staffer you don't have a choice on tape, alcohol, minor child. Like, what are we doing? You don't have a choice. I think that Jim, there's a very good chance Jim Harbaugh never coaches another game at Michigan. Uh, honestly, that like, is this now is just scratching the surface, in my opinion, of what should be done. I mean, you're, you're, I'm telling you, like, I, I don't care what Michigan fan has to say. They've got evidence for days about the sign stealing stuff. Obviously, they've got that video of the the guy with the underage girl and that whole situation, you know. And then and then we have the FBI investigation on top of the coronavirus dark period recruiting stuff. So, well, and if that wasn't enough, like, good lord, if that wasn't enough, now and you guys know, and I don't know if Tanner Plummer's here or not, but you guys know <laughs> that here on the Monty Show. We take great pride in telling you when we're right. Thanks. And I know Pete Thamel's a big effing deal in this town. Right. Pete Thamel, or excuse me, he retweeted Kyle Bonagura at ESPN. Uh, the 10 outgoing universities of the Pac-12 expressed concern in a court filing today that uh, if they are uh, to lose control to the two remaining schools, that the two remaining schools would withhold uh, disbursements from them, and that is why <laughs> they want to disband the conference. <clears throat> now, I don't know where we've ever heard that. Now, tuberculosis Tony over here. Yeah. I believe we've talked about that directly we on have. the show. We have. And we told you that we were told that their number one complaint is we're not leaving without our money. I'm telling you right now. They have been in negotiations. They were not able to come to a settlement. This case will come down to who the judge is. And you know why it's going to come down to who the judge is? Because depending on who the judge is, they will, they will either weigh precedent and bylaws more heavily, or they will weigh situation more heavily. Meaning, hey, the bylaws say once you leave the conference, you have no voting power, you're off the board. Okay. But... We've never seen anything like this in college football. Never has this happened before. No precedent, no nothing. So you can't say, ah, oh, 10 years ago, X, Y, and Z, and that's this and that. Like, you can't do that. So if this gets in front of a judge that's like, hey, well, we've never seen this before. And yeah, if you guys, you know, if we're going to withhold that money from them, that's really going to damage them. I'm just telling you, this case is far from over. And the two that are staying need to be careful. But understand, and I think this is where the settlement happens. What does this filing say? This filing says 
If we grant complete control to Oregon State and Washington State, they will not give us our distribution for 2023-24 this year. Okay, so here's the settlement. We're happy to give you distribution. We'll agree. We'll stipulate that you get your full distribution for 23-24, but nothing after that. That's the settlement that needs to be happened. As we've been telling you for two months. Yeah. That's what needs to happen. You need to give these 10 departing members their pound of flesh. They want their part of the NCAA units. They want their costs covered. They want their TV money. Give it to them. It doesn't belong to you to begin with. Give it to them. Yeah. And then go on about your business. Boy, it always happens in every, yeah. every single All day. All the time. Every single day. So there you have it. We're always right. We we know everybody. Yeah, we're the best. It's all good. Tanner you know. hates the variety. He's probably very man. depressed somewhere watching reruns of, you know. ER? No. RSL matches, you know. Yeah. Like the goal, it's short goalkeeper guy. Nick Romando. He's watching Nick Romando highlight tapes. It's fine. Uh, Jerem Tracy, any mention of the show of Slovis getting benched? Yes, we talked at length about that, and we even asked Alema Harrington about it. Uh, Mike Smith, Slovis is in trouble or injury issues? He's. I think they want to look at their younger guy. That'd be my guess. Uh, Gumby fresh out, Jakey tuberculosis. Hello, okay, number two, tuberculosis. Thanks. <laughs> you going to get tested? Uh, any, you better hope the judge is a UW fan, not a Cougar fan, uh-huh. you know, uh, it is past piss 30 bladder is hurting. It's not actually, you know, uh, John Delon, I only watch reruns of Seinfeld. Uh-huh. <laughs> we know exactly right. Slovis. I think, I don't know. We'll see. We talked to Alema. I I'm not the guy who says it's time to bench Keaton Slovis. Yeah. I think that is, I think that's kind of short-slided right now. If you bench him, you get what you get. If you bench Keaton Slovis, you, can you go back to him? No. Can you go back to him? No, because he just ended his career in college. That's the issue. I don't think you can go back to him. And I think there's a chance. Um, and listen, I think, I think there's a, there's a very good chance that Jake, Retzloff gets the start against West Virginia. I, I'm a thousand people have told me that it's a mistake. It is, in my opinion, it's a mistake. And I don't believe that Keaton Slovis is hurt. I think they want to look at Retzloff, which I understand. I get it. I guess, but it's a mistake. Yeah, it is a mistake. Don't come crying to me when you're not bowl eligible. Yeah. And I, I think when you listen to, when you listen to, the adoration for Keaton Slovis. He is a very, very popular figure in that locker room. And I think you would be making a mistake if you just hand the ball to Jake Retzloff at this point. Why now? Yeah. When you're on the verge of bowl eligibility, why now? Would you, do you automatically think with Jake back there that the offensive line issues go away for BYU? Nope. Bad news. They don't. They do not. They absolutely do not. Um, I was right about Victor, Big Daddy Magic said. Uh, I don't know about that, bud. So wait, he's the greatest player in the world? Uh, he's not even the best seven-footer in the NBA. There's this little video right here that would 
would dispute your belief that Victor won that game. Because that's a foul on Kevin Durant. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, there's this little incident as well. So, uh, yeah, how about that defense, Victor? Oh, okay, we'll see you later. Hmm. And I thought it was really interesting. Interception by Texas Tech. Holy cow. Ugh, more turnovers for TCU. Um, I would caution you that this argument over, oh, Victor Wambanyano is an amazing seven-foot guard, bro. He's not. That there's your amazing seven foot guard. Victor's the way. And his name is Kevin Durant. Yep. Victor Wamanyama has faced very little talent. And has he played admirably? He has. Does he have talent? Absolutely. But please don't sit here, Big Daddy Magic, and tell me he's the best player in the NBA and he's the greatest thing since sliced Frenchman. He's not. He's an average ass rookie right now. It's what he is. Yeah. He's not spectacular. He's not. He, yeah, I, I don't see 25 and 10 a night already. So yeah, I, I he he is going to be fine. He's not yet. And I just I, I understand everybody wants to get boned over Victor Wambanyama, and I totally get the excitement. But I can only say it so many flipping times that Kevin Durant dominated him. Is that going to change at some point? I'm sure it will. But the guy that's a seven-foot genius is Kevin Durant, not Victor Wambanyama. Because Victor can't defend, I would also remind you of that. There, he has real issues on switches. We've seen that. And I think his offensive game is very limited. He is he has to shoot the ball better, which comes with time in this league. Yes, it does. I don't, I don't think it sucks. I don't think he sucks. I don't think he's a flop. I really don't. But did Kevin Durant have trouble guarding Victor Wambanyama? In no way, shape, or form did Kevin Durant have trouble guarding him. This was a problem for Victor Wambanyama. Yeah. Kevin Durant had had his way with, with Vic. Yeah. So yeah, he humbled him, no doubt. Yeah. Uh KD hit him like Zach Wilson dominated Aaron Rodgers' mom. There you go. Katie Raider. Uh, Monty, I appreciate your Texas Tech media support. Pew, pew! <laughs> I love our guys in Lubbock. What a damn ball game. You know. Uh, Jim Choi, Sam Bonkman freed FTX, found guilty. Yeah, I saw that. Dude. I hope that guy never sees sunlight again. Uh, oh, I guess we're going to ignore KD not blocking out Victor. Yeah, how about that? You might want to play defense on that last possession. I think, I think KD was so pissed that there was no foul called there. I mean, he clearly got hit in the face. No, yeah. no call. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I yeah, he should have blocked him out. Katie should have made some more plays, no doubt. But, but when it comes down to it, Victor's not stopping Kevin Durant, and nobody is. And, and I think that that if if KD and VW were to match up in the playoffs, I assure you, KD would be blocking him out. It's the third game of the year, or whatever it was for him. Yep. Uh, Harper says France basketballs. Uh, not the same as the NBA. Ask Rudy Gobert. Uh, how old is Juan Benyama? Over 20? No, I, I don't think he is. You could be wrong. Rudy Gobert will be traded. Mm, him or Carl Anthony Towns has to go. Rudy's one of the worst contracts in the NBA right now. And I don't know that you can trade it. And I still think James Harden's more toxic than Rudy Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Juan Benyama will get better. He will. He will. 
But we got to stop with this thing where we're like, oh, Victor is the best player in the world. No, he's not. Oh, he's better than Chet. Did anybody see Chet's block the other night? Victor's the way. Chet, it, it, Chet is finding his way as a rookie. Yeah, Chet's playing center. Victor's not. Because Victor won't play center. Yeah, which is so, an issue. You know, Big Daddy Magic. That Phoenix Suns game was won by Victor's putback. With a free run to the... Okay. And Victor had the greatest second half of any rookie on Halloween, but let's not ignore that. Okay, so we're measuring his success on Halloween night alone. <laughs> There's a long way to go, dude. It it it, it It's going to take time. He's going to be... If he stays healthy, he's going to be fantastic. He's not fantastic right now. He's just good. He's just good. Uh... Salty drunk. OKC got exposed being undersized at the five. Yeah. I think you, I think in this league, this is a make or miss league, not to be cliche. They got to make more shots. And did anybody see, uh, I know, dare I say his name? Uh, the guy that's better than Josh Giddy. Anybody see Austin Reeves last night? You know. Dropping a bro. Dropping a bro, winning a game for the Lakers. That was know. unbelievable. LeBron cannot play 42 minutes a night. You, you can't do it. He won't last. You cannot do it. Uh, Mike Smith, Halloween is a great indicator of future Hall of Fame potential. You guys, it's October. Yeah. And now it's November. Can we maybe get to the play-in tournament before we crown the guy's ass? Uh, Jeff Woodworth says the, uh, the, the man with no name. Uh, Big Daddy Magic, because of you, I have Chet winning Rookie of the Year. You should. You should. Um, Reeves come up uh, clutch. Absolutely, he did. Uh, Cispro, who was first in today, by the way. Uh, AR is not better than Giddy. AR has been terrible. He is not off to a good start. They're going to have to find their rotation. It's been an odd rotation in L.A. right now. So... Tanner Plummer, so Halloween is when the playoffs start now? Uh, no. Yeah, I know. Just takes time. Just takes time, my friends. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at Sound Sleep Medical, soundsleepmedical.com. You guys, you got to go. Don't be, don't be too proud, man. If you're somebody that battles snoring, whether it's you or your spouse, go get a free sleep evaluation at any of their Utah locations, soundsleepmedical.com. Right right there point yeah. to it point to it jake tuberculosis there you go until tomorrow i hope you feel better jake no you don't but it's fine what yes i do i hope you feel better until tomorrow cough us out <laughs>